0: Music
2: Yes, that's right. It's the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast end of season bonanza where us marks all get together and round up the very best of the top flight in Scotland this season. Um, This podcast today is going to take the form of the Simpsons movie Too Many Grandmas starring Bo Derek and Olympia Dukakis Instead of grandmas it's too many Craigs because there's four (laughs) of us here Has there ever been so many Craigs on one podcast before? I don't know But regardless my name is Craig Telfer and I'm joined by someone who's tall and thin, Craig Cairns Hello Someone who's got the same haircut as Lloyd Christmas and Dumb and Dumber as Craig Anderson (laughs) Hello And someone who just got engaged a couple of days ago, Craig Fowler Hello Congratulations Thank you very much (laughs) <laughs> you just boo me. I <laughs> okay, <laughs> like booed it. Like booed him. Like uh, he's uh, he. He's you,
1: a, a, for years. I
2: was going to say <laughs> a direct royal for Ariane. heart a real on a subplot here that we never? <laughs> <laughs> that we never knew about. Anyway, we've got a, a number of nominations. I haven't counted them. Uh, probably ten. Uh, all the words. Awards, yes. Yeah, so, yeah, I think it's uh, 12, 11 or 12. Okay, so you're in for this is This is uh, more jam-packed than a jam-filled donut. Uh, and we're going to start with the MVP, <laughs> the most valuable player. Now, um, there are four nominees. or four nominees for each category. And the most valuable player, the nominees are David Turnbull at Motherwell. Hladky Vacklav at St. Oh, Mirren. Oh, no, that was the other way around Vacklav Hladky. I'm just thinking yeah. that myself. There.
3: <laughs> you wrote it the wrong way around. You wrote it you the wrong way. I'm just copying pieces. you notes not. I thought like you were trying to be fancy You know, like, like some European countries like where the names that are interchangeable. And uh, I thought maybe you've got some inside knowledge.
2: I've no idea how much. The Andy Dorman Award for I know M and N are so close to each other. Than the keyboard from a top-flight journalist like yourself, Craig. That's very, very sloppy.
4: Sorry, <laughs> that that's so was a for i
2: yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start this again. Okay. Now the first nomination is fuck me. Sorry. Start this again. You can't this out you're not going to no oh be like that Arsenal. No I'm on the TV now <laughs> I'm on the TV now yeah you can get as many shots as you want no it's uh, one go willy anyway most valuable player the nominees are David Turnbull at Motherwell Václav Hladke at St Mirren Alfredo Morelos at Rangers and Stephen Naismith at Hearts Fowler you're looking directly at me who is your MVP of the Scottish Premiership uh, my MVP is David Turnbull
1: at Motherwell uh, the reason for that is that I think I'd think of all these guys, he had the biggest impact for the longest period of time, so Motherwell changed from a being a a really kind of slog uninspiring. Just poor team to watch The It was the same tactics as last season It was the same
4: as last season But with zero of the kind of flair and goal yeah. scoring ability that And they also had I think season. their
1: intensity had dropped a bit And if your intensity drops And you're trying playing play blood and thunder football It just, it just becomes
4: really it terrible It f- becomes teams and blunder Teams <laughs> had, <laughs> teams <laughs> had figured them out as well Which can happen
1: Yes, yeah, so Turbo comes into the team He initially gives them a lift anyway Even though they're still playing this <laughs> Kind of unattractive football But then at the turn of the year They change it and the change can't, can't happen unless they've got David Turnbull on the team. He's a complete fulcrum on that side as the number 10. Easily the most valuable player on that team. And you can maybe say, well, Motherwell finished 8th. How bad would they have been? I don't know, with Hamilton and picking up form a little bit in 2019, had Motherwell not could have changed that and the results not picked up, they really could have been dragged into that relegation battle and finished the season in 11th. And... If they were in that bottle, I think that Scott Robinson would definitely have lost his job. Stephen. So that's... Sorry? Stephen Robinson. Stephen Robinson. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you're, I, say, you're not on the telly now, I'm
3: going <laughs> <of> to <the> <laughs> <laughs> go off-piece because I could get my facts wrong because it's not in what I research, but um, you're talking about how they definitely could have been. I think just before Christmas, Muller played um, Hamilton and it was one, they won 1-0, I think. I'm, I'm, I'm plucking this game at of but I think that's the case. Had they lost that game, they would have really been dragged down into the relegation battle. And then that was kind of what kick started their big run of wins that they had after Christmas that put them in, in contention for top six spot that they ultimately didn't get. But it did really drag them, I think, from a position where, as you say, they could fundamentally, could feasibly have gone down. Do you agree with this Yeah, that's sharp picking as well. Um, I've got a 15 goals from midfield he scored this season, and only last 20 years, only two other players have
2: scored. Uh, 2015 from midfield okay, central, mid- they, central midfield Okay they were One of them was Barry Ferguson Yeah And the other one Did you schedule?
3: No I wasn't quite I'm Central midfield I was saying So I was assuming He was a A wide player um,
1: <laughs> Played number 10 For a uh, Paula I mean, I mean, Even
3: number 10 Is not really Central midfield so That's where Tumble plays <laughs> 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 who's the other one, the other one is Stuart Armstrong. Stuart Armstrong, uh, yeah, right? Of course. So they were both like 15 and 16 goals as well. Um, and, and to do that, having only uh, he made his first start in October, it's quite um, yeah. The, the continual anti hearts bias on this podcast
2: is shocking. I know. know. Hey, uh, uh, Cairns was there any point in asking you for this one since?
4: Well, there's not actually. I'm not against it going to Turnbull. I actually think this is the uh, probably the strongest out of the, all the categories we have. Yeah, there like, was quite a, there was quite a few players that
1: didn't make it on that mm-hmm. could have done. Like, Morelos, I think a lot of Rangers fans said that they thought Tavernier was more valuable. Right, okay. I, I, well,
4: you
3: I saw that when Morelos came out <laughs>
2: the team for that period of time, how <laughs> the, the best run of the season. season. Oh, I, oh, I, I was, was going, going, going to say, say that, I
3: think if you'd asked me this in March, I would probably have picked Morelos. Because yeah. I would, as, I think I said on a podcast previously that I thought Rangers wouldn't even have been second without Morelos. Yeah. But then you saw that... They, they, they had, had their, had their the best run of the season without him And then he came back in the team against killing they immediately lost.
4: So I think that that probably why Morelos probably... That wouldn't win this And then I don't know I think the other three The, the stats with Naismith Speak for itself Those guys have just Explained Turnbull The reason I didn't, I didn't Want to pick Naismith Naismith is undoubtedly
1: Very important to Hearts The stats show that Hearts would have been Joint second with Rangers uh, Had he played all season according, according to the stats And they would have been uh, Just three points ahead Of Dundee If, right. if he hadn't played at all This okay. season But so that makes him very valuable. That's sort of
2: inverse value though because his, his um, worth to the team is felt by him not being yeah. there yeah. rather it's than... Steven and also, you, you, <laughs> can't, you can't be valuable <laughs> if you miss half
4: the season. And uh, yeah, Ladke, Samirn so would be a championship team oh, right well, see, now yeah, if I it wasn't I, for Ladke. I agree,
3: especially he uh, save, <laughs> saved three penalties out of the phone. The show yeah. I mean, two but of them were did, barely penalties. So. He did still concede 32 goals in 21 games that he played and did only keep two clean sheets but they were... Forty-five and twenty-six. Well, that's what it's about point two goals a game. It's He's a very good goalie. It's a
1: very good goalie, but and again, mm. he only played half a season, so I don't really want to reward him fully. I
4: think it's only fitting that the first David Turnbull Award goes to David Turnbull. Well, so, so is that what the awards being sponsored by now? is David Turnbull? <laughs> He's sponsor-
2: in about every sponsored fucking category. I think <laughs> <laughs> <Is laughs> like, he really won about seven awards at the Muller Player of the Year. Too. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you want everything Yeah, yeah
2: because you won Player of the Year Young Player of the Year Goal of the Year Top goal scorer I saw that, in fact The way they presented that On Twitter was fantastic I'm not a Motherwell <laughs> fan By any stretch of the imagination But the way those guys Use social media Deserves an applause And who also deserves applause Is David Turnbull You are the Scottish the fuck off The Terrace Scottish Football Podcast MVP Now, the second award Is the Josh McGinnis Award For Most Improved Player The nominations are Sam Cosgrove At Aberdeen Ryan Christie at Celtic Alfredo Morelos at Rangers And Christopher Ayer Also of Celtic uh, Craig Anderson Who's yeah, your yeah, um, uh, I'm
3: going team. to pick, uh, Sam, Cro- uh, Sam Cosgrove If I can say so his name properly Just for the fact that Before the start of this season He had scored one league goal In his entire career uh, In 28 games He's now um, scored Multiplied his total by 18 That's Very impressive 18. You know how they say that Thomas doubled Their goal tally He's whatever 18 <laughs> means His <laughs> goal tally He's scored <laughs> 17 in the league This year for Aberdeen um and yeah, he's just in general, a very. He's turned from a pretty much a joke figure. I mean, he didn't really play much for Aberdeen last season. He came in. I remember him starting a game against for Rangers just after the split, and it was kind of laughed at at the time. But then he had a good game, but didn't score. Um, but he's come in the team and he, and he just suddenly hit a run where he. I think he was scoring more than a goal. What well, you
0: that
3: down to? Um, I think just uh, probably just the confidence of getting a run again. He's still a young man. He's only twenty two. And he probably had been, a lot of his appearances would have been, you know, either off the bench or he's, you know, in for one game, doesn't mm. he score and dropped. Whereas, McInnes obviously saw something in him and, and kept a bit of faith in him and kept him in the team and kept giving him chances. And then once he once he got the goal, he seemed to kind of grab it and run. And it was only, I thought, I had it in my head that he'd scored a lot of penalties, but I think he'd only scored something like two or three. So it wasn't like it was tons of penalties. Um, it, it, in fact, missed one on the last day of the season, which would have made him joint top goal scorer in the league. Um, so he's, yeah, he's just a, um, so glad he missed it that would have been a nightmare for the team of the season well, would have had to pick him, right a, him and, o, Edward, Amarelos, and then him and Edward
1: and Mariel and like who you dropping Kent Forrest like just a five up front
4: <laughs> This isn't an argument to be made that Cosgrove had a purple patch
3: yes it is I yeah. bet oh.
1: but I think he's still even overall I, think, I still think he's better than he was last season better yes at least, just, at least in this run, like the last, because he he stopped scoring before the Hebs game. I
4: don't think he scored in
1: about two or three. Scored months. all these
4: goals this season in the space of three months or something.
1: Yeah, from yeah, except for yeah, the, it, the last one. Yeah, yeah, it's It um, was it was quite rubbish at the start of the season, i have to say. Uh-huh. So he's kind of. I
4: mean, in goal scoring, I think he's had his uses in that McInnes team, even when he's not a goal scorer. Yeah,
1: I think he has got better at, at that that part of his game as well. Because there was points this season where it's like you're not not only you're not scoring, you you just look like a huge hoodie. When yeah. he played against Hearts in uh, uh, September when Hearts beat them two one or October October. It was terrible. Got taken off a half time. Tom described them as a center half playing up front, and that's what he looked like for yeah. a long
0: time. Definitely.
1: Uh, for me, it's just between two guys, um, Morelos and I. Are both? Yeah, both got better, I would say, but I think both were very good players last year. Yeah,
4: Morelos was really good last year. I mean,
1: he did, he did have a big drop off the second half. See. Remember, he was on the bench when Jason Cummins scored a lot of them. At the I mean, start. Lot,
3: some, some of that might have been that he. Um, he pulled out. He He'd been playing in Finland, so he hadn't really had a, yeah. a, a break in between the season, um, and, and it maybe helped him. But I I, I, I thought he was better last season than this season, to be honest. So I think he a bit
1: of a dip in the first. I think he's been yeah. really good since 2019. This is probably the best he's played so far. Cause but he, he was good last year.
3: When I when I ranked the centre half so I think he went down On my list this year compared to last year. Um, I've I seem to be out on my own with that right enough anyway. So. Um, I realised that I was talking with but I think uh, Chris Buck was having a good shout for this he, um, I know he did, get, he did get something um, well, those
2: Chris Burke shows you can teach an old dog new tricks So well, if I'm going to have to press you for one of the two of them
1: who would it Well I was just going to give a quick mention to Christy and that I think he he was a good player last year But I don't think he would have looked at him and said Celtic class And there were some shouts for Celtic fans For him being a most valuable player Because he provides that energy and drive for midfield That they don't really have when he's not in the
3: team And he give, really gave him a lift around about October time when he started to play well. How, how much of that was him being in the team and how much of it was Scott Brown not being in the team?
1: We should, have, we should maybe have an inverse MVP yeah. one time, eh? maybe add that to the <laughs> ones MVP next season. Monster. Scott Brown. <laughs> 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 right, so Mike, but in, like I said earlier, Sam Cosgrove went from... like Ryan Christie was good, he just stepped it up significantly. Sam Cosgrove was bad and, and it went now he's good. good. So it's got to be Sam Crosgrove.
2: Okay well Craig <laughs> Again It doesn't really matter What you I mean think.
4: I was reluctantly Going to give it to Sam Cosgrove anyway I'm still I still think There's question marks Over how good he actually is But uh, yeah I suppose when you look at it From he's, he's 18 times The more goals Than he scored last season Exactly yeah You yeah. have to admit You have to admit That is good <laughs> That's better <right>? well, <laughs> well done <So> that <laughs> Fundamentally is, better uh, Sam
2: Crosgrove, You are the You won the Josh McGuinness Award For the Most Improved Player Now the Most Overachieving Manager Award That's between Steve Clark at Kilmanach Derek McInnes at Aberdeen, Gary Holt at
4: Livingston, or Oren Kearney at St Mirren. Kate C- Kearns, Steve Clark. It just has to be Steve Clark. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I know there's a good argument for Gary Holt, but uh, there's a couple of things. That, um, how much it's his work and how much it's Martindale, and also how much it's just the culture that was there already. Yeah, and there was a bit of a dip towards the end of the season. And I'm not just talking about when the t- Survived, and they were on the beach before that there was, their away form was poor for a long long I time I think their form's been very poor ever since the gubbed hearts uh, yeah so
1: there was something like the because the beat hearts 5-0 and then uh, the, I think they scored again for about 7 or 8 games but <laughs> some <laughs> laugh that much wasn't it? <laughs> even I was when they went through the end and Sean Byrd scored even I was like go on do it again why the fuck not this is ridiculous enough already
4: um, oh, I lost my train of thought No, only, uh, oh close. yes they, they barely scored a goal Or won a game away from home Between November and March Or something so like that So was, we're ruling out, ruling out uh, well, Gary Holt then I, I just the... think uh, Yeah I just uh, He's obviously he's, he's second He's definitely second On this list But uh, you just can't argue With what Steve Clark's done I don't need to go into detail um, He's been rewarded By getting the Scotland manager's job Off the back of this But Kelly, have been A bottom six club For the longest time now Uh, They've tried Many different managers Hundreds of different players And he came in Made Few sign-ins Improved what was there was and well overachieved that, With that the, team the,
2: the, the team that beat Rangers Only Joseph Malumbu Joseph Malumbu Yeah my papa He comes and sits next to me And that's why he calls him <laughs> <true problem>. Sorry <laughs> Yusuf Malumbu was the only player Who wasn't there yeah, when, that's when he right, started yeah, Is that, that, that,
3: that right? Yeah that team that beat Rangers That was it It's all the same players And I think And Malumbu was his first signing. Yeah, um, yeah. These players the, the fact that there are Very few killer, I don't know any other Killer players mentioned In any of these categories Greater than uh, some of the parts yeah, The manager car. The job he's done um, Or ha- he did do sadly um, The um, He fact 67 points for Kelly Which uh, was Last year he set the points record with 59 And then he smashed it again for Kelly It's just an incredible turnaround With, with as I say the same players And, and obviously stepped on
4: And as, sorry, as we were saying in the car on the way through Everybody in this league pretty much Had the season that you'd expect Or uh, slightly better There's a couple of exceptions Obviously Dundee were terrible But the other exception is Kilmarnock Who <laughs> completely overachieved And I just think that it Just yeah. Clark's a stick on for this Fowler
1: Yeah it's got to be Steve Clark um, Probably should give a bit of love to Kearney He took over an absolute shit show From Alan Stubbs <laughs> He took what? his time but <laughs> I did take his time but But he got it right He got there in the end And I he, think I think a lot of uh some fans would have bitten your hand off for that when mm-hmm. you first walked through and the And it door.
4: wasn't just like a couple of lucky results at the end, it was yeah, like a sustained, no, the sustained end, yeah, form. One yeah,
3: well, question mark I have over them is, um, is a, a Stephen Kenny type scenario. I remember when Stephen Kenny came in at Dunfermline and eventually he turned them round took them to the Scottish Cup final, didn't quite keep them up, and everyone was like, going into the next season, With a lot of positivity about I'm him, and then she- he was fucking terrible yeah. and was sacked by October. You do. Have, I, I just. I just have a worry. I, I think he might leave now. He sounded like he was maybe going to leave. apparently his, his family day, haven't moved over. Uh, his family are
2: still in Northern Ireland. Uh, he's so sorry.
3: But his daddy yeah. did a great job to keep him up. Um, but probably even with that, Northern job, Ireland is he Northern, Northern Irish? Irish I mean? think, fuck, fuck. Um, So <laughs> I, I do have that kind of caveat on it. But well, day of
2: all days to job. get that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was woken up by an orange walk today. Why? In this day and age Why? <laughs> what are you do with your lives? So it's we are hanging out with a bunch of marks On a podcast so they could, The Orange Order could just turn in the, same, the exact same thing us. But, uh, so, uh, uh,
3: Talking of the Orange Order uh, Derek McInnes uh, hey. um, Not only because he was in, Only because of his skin colour No because he was, in, he was in the news In relation to them because of uh, The um, sectarian abuse series. Oh right of course um, I mean is he, uh, Did he overachieve? No in. so it's not
2: him well Steve Park most <laughs> overachieving manager and let's hope we can say the same thing in 12 months time when he takes Scotland into the what's this 2000 I don't know what's coming up next 2020 European Championships. <laughs> thank you Craig uh, now the Andy Dornan award for best bottom six player of course named after Andy Dornan who came over from the United States signed for St Mirren uh, played phenomenally well and, and disappeared never seen again and uh, the nominees are David Turnbull at Motherwell Craig Halkett at Livingston Matty Kennedy of St. Johnston and Jason Kerr of St. Johnston Fellow uh, we'll go to you first who is the best bottom six player? D- David Turnbull Okay yeah. Craig
3: Anderson I'll so, so pick uh, David Turnbull I don't know that a fact about David Turnbull uh, 15 goals from midfield this season okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Yeah no uh, he is my pick um well, I mean, do we have to talk about him again? Sorry, yeah, talk just talking, talking about, about the other yeah, f- 3 why we're not voting for the other right,
2: three Don't talk about why don't, Why why were these guys nominated
1: right, for uh, the one? Craig Halkett uh, The leader of the Livingston back The back three of Livingston uh, I mean if you could I think if you could amalgamate that into one player They would maybe have like, got a player of the year shout Because they were all great Gallagher and uh, Lithgow as well But A I'll, brilliant
2: defender is also a sex offender There you go not Craig Halkett. Not, Not Craig Halkett. Okay. Yeah. He's, uh, he's, he's the only one who doesn't have a stain in his character. <laughs> yeah, or a stain in, in his, his, car his car seat, <laughs> 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 So Halkett was
1: the leader of that backline. Uh, he played superbly well throughout the season. Him and Gallagher were the, the kind of two standouts. And Yeah, I mean, if you, if you just look at his look at a rise of him this season signing for Hearts next year I think a lot of people were actually surprised because I was surprised I thought he could do better we're (laughs) shite
4: but yeah he just he seems to not only is he kind of like a a hard defender that loves defending he's a decent footballer he's a leader communicator all those things he's kind of like um, he's a bit of a complete package I'm not saying like uh, Hearts have won a watch a wee bit I think with this signing I'm not saying he's going to be a superstar or anything but he is a he is a, a complete defender he's got a bit of a bit of everything about him What about the jobbers at St Johnson? <laughs>
2: Uh, Before the farmers get
4: muddled <laughs> up and stuff, where's
2: Underclap knowing the Scotland team?
4: Uh, Jason Kerr is another really great up-and-coming centre back. Um, he's a wee bit earlier in his development than, than Halkett but yeah, he, he and, and I don't know, possibly has a bit more potential than uh, Craig
1: Halkett does. Ever since he came into the team, he's pretty much been Sir Johnson's centre, best centre half. Yeah, um, I think it was halfway through last season after he was on loan at Queens, and then he went. Uh, then he started playing January. Anderson's form fell off a cliff and Kerr's been the best centre back since it and even like I'm this season he's been much
4: better than Shaughnessy. I'm surprised that Anderson even started for St Johnson this season. He looked he looked done last season. Oh, yeah. I was surprised that he even got game uh, got minutes this season. I
3: think I think Tommy Kerr uh, Tommy Kerr, Tommy <laughs> Tommy Wright, a bit like. uh have this quite a lot, of them. I know we are. <laughs> well, I've had one can, but no one else has. Yeah, <laughs> I've had a can I am brew, I drank uh, it for like 10 uh, seconds, I'm full of e numbers just now. Tommy Wright, is a bit like Stephen Robinson that he had to be kind of convinced to bring in the younger players. I think it, it, it maybe it wasn't his natural position to do it, and then he's eventually realised Alexa Anderson has just maybe not got it anymore. He obviously, uh, Miller left this year as well. And they, they have started to kind of bring in these younger players, which is why. It, <laughs> which is why uh' <laughs> highly professional today uh, Which is why uh, Kennedy is, um, It's also There's another young player That he brought in And then Kerr Who's been brought through And he's recently brought through Liam Gordon To play centre-back as well in that Given that Shognes looks set to leave I don't think It's, it's been formalised yet But he'll be going somewhere Looks like that's where um, Yeah so Kelly's been great I think He said himself He came in an interview And he said He, he um, felt he wouldn't end up In the Scotland squad Because he's been terrible Against Kelly every time So
4: Steve Clark doesn't have A very <laughs> high opinion on you know? I he think he's a guy That will be in the Scotland squad In future I just don't think he's ready Yeah, yeah. He'll have to leave St Johnson as well Yeah so, uh, <laughs> Kennedy, <laughs> Kennedy I've come
3: I through it um, <laughs> it's some, come through Kelly Um very briefly, there and he was always uh, a really dynamic winger. kill has such he's very for... young at Killie. Re- I refereed him playing in a school game down in the <laughs> as well, and he was a, was like obviously by miles the best player on the park. Um yeah, he's just a tremendous player. I think he would be well advised to stay at St Johnston for another year and try and you know get his career back on track. mean um, obviously it didn't work out from going down to England. He, he had a loan spell at Hibs. It didn't work. Um, various loan spells around England didn't work. This is the first time he's really found himself. <laughs> Team who, who actually want him and so and <laughs> <laughs> sorry and so therefore uh, yeah I think he would be I mean I would quite like to take him back to, to Rugby Park actually but I, I don't think that will happen so I would like to see him stay at St. George and Olivia. No, um,
2: big congratulations they yeah, could, could win this award no. next season well <laughs> he's not won it this season because the winner of the Andy Dornan award for best bottom six player is David Turnbull well done again now we move on to Mr. Versatile this is a player who can play in a number of positions. Three number of different roles, three at, at least three different at least positions. Three. Okay, so this is uh, the the Kama Sutra. If you've I've only heard about it, never read it. Uh, I've got a bad back. Uh, so the nominees are Carl <laughs> McGregor at Celtic, Michael Smith at Heart of Midlothian, Scott Harfield at Rangers, surely a Scotland call ups in the offing for him, and Scott Robinson <laughs> at Livingston. Who is? We'll start with yourself, Craig Anderson, Mister Versatile. Oh, I. I'm... I'm giving it to Callum McGregor. I think I was trying to
3: judge it rather than because oh, Callum McGregor is obviously by some distance the best player on this. I was trying to judge it by how much, how le- how little below their regular ability in their best position they were when they moved somewhere else, rather than just you know, oh Callum McGregor's better than them. I mean, we could have Christiano Ronaldo, and, and you could play him right back in the Scottish League; he would still be a mm-hmm. good right back. That doesn't mean. I no, have to track back that video. No, but it, it wouldn't matter. It would still, it would still impact the, the game. Um, so, but, <laughs> but even looking at that, like, <laughs> you need to defend your back post. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good in the air. I'm to be there.
0: If <laughs> we stand at the other end of the pitch, move my ball? <laughs> um, but
3: uh, I still think that the other thing. I think we've had stronger um, shortlists for this award in previous years. I don't think any of these guys actually. Most of them have only played in a third position. A, few times and have more or less been in two and certainly um, all of them have done well but I think McGregor has the one that actually has he's played left back he's played centre um, he's played out wide Ar-
1: Arfield's probably the most tenuous because he's played I has played as a number eight, a number ten. Yeah, they're all right together on the pitch. He's played three <laughs> different positions that are all within two yards of each other. And he's played on the left or right of a front three, <laughs> oh. but even in Steven Gerrard's words, he doesn't play on the wing. Yeah. In that position, he plays in the centre. He plays in the centre, so he's literally just slightly further
3: forward each time. He's just playing, the same, he's playing in the same place on the park in a different formation, basically. Yeah. Everyone else around him is moving. moving. Uh, Michael Smith... Has played right-back,
1: right-wing-back, I think left-back Left-back and sweeper What's what between right-back and wing-back? Uh, wing-backs in a three-man defence here further forward Or a two-man defence,
4: but yeah, it just just means it plays further forward Well, really you <laughs> have wing-backs or two-man defence Yeah, you can, you can you have one of your centre-halves dropping in But we're, we're getting too geeky here <laughs> Yeah, yeah <no. The laughs> Centre-fielders i in Piped down there,
1: Michael Cox <laughs> <laughs> uh, Scott Robinson's going to um, because he just does the same job everywhere. He just, Liverpool fans actually really like him. Uh, I'm still bamboozled to why I haven't watched him at heart. But he just, he works so hard and runs so much that it doesn't matter. And Livingston's system, he's played as a rolling striker, he's played as a number 10, he's played on the wing, back. he's played further back. He just does the same thing. He just runs very hard, tackles hard, and yeah, he just fits that Livingston team down to the ground. He's actually had a good season. In yes. fact, he has.
2: Very limited top flight talent In an ideal world Livingston would just play 10 central outfielders Outfield just run hard <laughs> And maybe Dolly Menger
1: Well Stephen uh, Lawson Was somebody else Who Livingston fans Put forward for this award Because apparently He played right back But I didn't remember that So I just chucked in Robinson nah, instead I
2: do If he fell in Just for an injury And stuff like uh, you got to. Um... Ross McCrory eliminated For
3: the same reason <laughs> <say it's> short, <laughs> spelling, <laughs> short
4: spelling goals <laughs> I, um, I'm going to go With Robinson Adding on from Most of the things You've said there I just think it kind of Sums up Livy, what Livy did this season is they had a system and it almost didn't matter who were the bodies and which combination in that system, they made it work for them all the way obviously they had the the, what do you call it, the continuity of the goalkeeper in the back three but then beyond that, they had players playing up front one week and then on wing back the next week they they, they turned Stephen, Law, uh, Stephen Lawless into an effective right wing back and I don't know, so I just think that Robinson had a Really good season for someone of his ability And he played like lots of weird He played right wing back and up front Sometimes in the same game and that kind of thing So I think I think it's fitting that Robinson would get this one
1: I'm going to give it to Callum McGregor um, Not just because he's the best player He's played the most positions I would say He's played five positions this season uh, He's played as a number 6, number 8 and a number 10 Left wing and left back And the reason I'm giving it to him Is because it really stands out that When Celtic went to Rangers just before New Year, they had a few injuries and Brendan Rodgers chose to play McGregor at left back. Now, it didn't work that day in the sense that they really missed him in the centre... But McGregor was Celtic's best player He was just great at left back He's just great wherever he plays And I think it is Even though it's both centre midfield I think it is very different To play a number 6 or a number 10 I don't think he'd ever played number 6 before in his career no. Like the kind of Deep line playmaker The guy who The Scott Brown rule, The kind of
3: guy who rules the team And he was just like, Exceptional at it He was better than Brown I think he would have been a brilliant player to have in the, the sort of eighties when you are only only one sub uh, Callum <laughs> McGregor because he would be like, oh, well, we'll put our, we'll put a midfielder on the bench and then whoever goes off injured we'll just move Callum McGregor yep. to his
2: position. Well congratulations to Callum McGregor, you are our Mr. Versatile. Now well as much fun as to talk up players it's even better to body them hard. Now we move on to most disappointing player. Mm. The nominees are Jamie McLaren at Hibernian, Olivier and Cham at Celtic, Greg Stewart Aberdeen edition mm. Very important And Dimitri Mitchell At Hearth and Midlothian uh, Craig Cairns Who is your uh, Most disappointing player?
4: Who was the second one? Sorry it was just Jumping <laughs> right, Okay that's From Disappointing points <laughs> <laughs> you know,
0: That list Behind the curtain
4: uh. From that list I am going to go For Greg Stewart Because fuck him Why did he go back To Aberdeen? Everybody knew Everybody's My. seen it Everybody saw the last time to be He was at the same Aberdeen offer
2: for Kelly. They got from
3: Aberdeen. Yeah, they,
4: probably probably more money involved. They, they so matched they, it, I think he, um,
2: laughing at you from the third bathroom in his house.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Clark said at the time that uh, they had matched it. Kelly had matched it penny for penny, um, but I just think that everybody saw how poor he was the last time at Aberdeen. He went to Comarnik. Probably the best move for him at the time Because if anybody was going to get the most out of him It was going to be Steve Clark In Scotland anyway The, the managers in the Scottish Premiership He did that He turned him into a player of the year um, contender And if there was going to be a standout from that Kilmarnock team this season It would have been Greg Stewart if he had stayed there all season But against all that Against all that wisdom He went to Aberdeen And he was played on the wing again And he was shite again So I'm going to go with Greg Stewart
1: I'm not going to go for Greg Stewart because I said at the time it would be a ridiculous thing to go back to Aberdeen because Derek McInnes doesn't know how to use you, you'll end up playing on the wing probably and uh, eventually that's exactly what happened. So I wasn't disappointed, that was exactly what I thought was going to happen. (laughs) Uh, I'm also not going to go for Dimitri Mitchell because I thought his performances last year were a little bit overstated. I liked him as a player, I thought he was good, but I think Hearts fans kind of treated him as the second coming of Gary Naismith. Did so he, like he would, not score a good goal in one that, match?
3: He did score a very
1: good goal
3: against. one match. It's just like Hearts fans to me to like talk up a player uh, off of like two performances. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to go for him because I, I, I don't think he had as big a drop off as
1: some Hearts fans did, although he did have a drop off. He was very poor this season compared to last year. Um, Olave and Cham. I don't necessarily think that he's dropped off that much I think he last season he had games where he was very good and he had games where he was quite poor and I think it's continued this season but there's maybe just been slightly more games where he's been poor than last year but I don't think it's He's just kind of been the same player and maybe not had as many chances of been a bit more of a crowded midfield I as well with Christie's
3: give, emergence. Sorry, give special mention to his performance against St Mirren on the... It was a Friday night. No, oh, yeah, he really but he just got, wanted to be sent off. off. He got about twice in half an hour and he had about three other bookable offences that he could have got. Um. Yeah, so bizarre. So he's going to make a point that yeah. he really does
1: care yeah. by getting sent off. <laughs> so uh, by default, I'm going to go for Jamie McLaren at Hibs. Um, you could include him or in this. Um, McLaren was probably well McLaren was worse than two because he (laughs) he was was bombed out in January and Canberra at least done enough to stick around the team for the whole season just whatever happened with him I think McLaren it showed that well a player like him somebody who runs off the shoulder of a defender uh, is is pretty much a fox in the box type player if you don't have somebody like Scott Allen feeding you through balls and stuff then you're going to struggle and with Canberra's form dipping a bit as well it just really kind of exposed the limitations to his game, and he was just yeah, he was very poor in the first half of the season. Never looked, never got going, never looked anywhere near the player he was last year. Just poor from start to finish. Just, and By
3: the end, he didn't even play up. Do you think the delay in him coming in caused that? Do you think if they'd been both together pre-season through the European games? And- well, I think
1: both of them picked up, or at least Canberry had injuries to start of the season. And without Camberie, without Allen there, that just yeah, that just meant that he's Stephen Allen's not the same type of player. Scott oh. Allen So it was just Circumstance probably worked against him But yeah. I don't think I think this is quite a Maybe says something for the league
0: yeah. But
1: um, I don't think this is quite as strong As other years We've had players Who have just been undeniably pish Compared to I was Do you want, do you want to like Get uh, somebody
2: Anderson Have a chance
1: uh, No what I was going to say <laughs> What I was going to say Is that I was surprised That Bera didn't make it Because I did say Who should we pick for Hearts Berra or Mitchell And the consensus Was
2: Mitchell I think podcast, Be- You just You just, you just you want to, you want to, Mitchell's out, Berra's In <laughs> We're just On the
4: last <laughs> Second
2: Would
4: <laughs> you put Berra in If Berra was In that List I, would I probably Would have voted For him Berra, a, Berra, Berra was At least Good Before his Injury though. I mean, M- Mitchell Just never Got going The whole Berra, yeah. Berra, Berra Played two Games Before oh, his Injury Oh okay oh, wait. Two league Games Right <laughs> okay oh Bet for the end cut Against Coven Angels I don't think he was that good against for like To be honest Still we're talking We're talking like Six games as opposed to two No but
1: he's not like uh
4: not like he's And then he was alright Towards the end of the season It was alright Towards the end He was poor the when season. he came back From he, his injury he, he, And he missed about four months but he went, I think that would be harsh To get them. Whereas Mitchell Mitchell never got going He season. dropped
1: out the top 12 On a lot of our Centre backs list but, and Which is nuts
4: People, people were No up, it's not I think it's it's completely. Not. I guess just, it's, because just because he was having A poor run of He coming back from injury He's in his 30s He came done, back from injury done, Far done, too early done. I don't think he's, he's quite
2: done. done He's done Who's your most Disappointing player Craig Anderson uh,
3: Christoph No uh, <laughs> 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 I, I think uh, I think my bitterness Is going to take over And it's going to be Greg Stewart um, Because just He, he, dis- like, Kiwan, he he's disappointed me Certainly I I think I would go as far as to say he was the best player in the league in the first half of the season. Um, out of every player in the league, the performance the performances he put in. i I like I thought when I mean, he was at Dundee, he was like oh, a good player, right? um, and he came back and I could not believe how good a footballer he looked in that spell turning people inside out I mean that um, was Mark Milligan wasn't it and he just basically <laughs> fell over in his wake um, in, in oh my that was uh, um, the soul was sucked from his body he did, he did the same to um, some St Mirren no, nobody um, for, for a, to actually set up a goal in what, what proved to be his final game for Kelly um, and yeah it was just, it was just tremendous he was so so good and then you yeah, had to find out. I still remember where I was. I was in uh, in Debenhams <laughs> waiting for the toilet. <laughs> to get into the toilet. Um, when I, I signed for Where airplane. were you in nine eleven? Where
1: were you and Greg Stewart signed for but, Aberdeen? Oh, oh, you
3: never forget that. The like assassination. But then, um, I mean, then actually, I thought it, I thought it would impact killing more than it did in the sense that I don't know maybe we would have hung on to the coattails of Celtic and Rangers a bit longer. Ultimately, we finished third. Uh, Greg Stewart did not finish third, and so he was a disappointment for me. And he was definitely a disappointment for Aberdeen. I take your point on board that we can't. can't, You could see it coming, but still, for Aberdeen to spend all that money on getting him in, for him to do literally nothing, and then to fuck off to Rangers at the end of it. it must be a bit disappointing for Aberdeen fans on top of their fourth place finish. You know? the, <laughs> thing, the only thing I could think from a Stuart point of view, because his reason for going was that
1: he said he had unfinished unfis- business. So does that just mean he has unfinished business at Killie. The these
4: are the kind of things you say after you've signed. So yeah. you're not always being 100% truthful so when that you're that giving was, right, So that was
1: complete pish.
4: So <laughs> I thought maybe a reason why
1: is that he was... So I think Killie were just a point or two ahead of Aberdeen at the time and they were, both teams were kind of in a title race uh, he maybe thought right I'm on this team and we're a point behind I think they
3: were a wee bit further back not much further back like three yeah,
1: points yeah, or something yeah. like that uh, I'm with this team and we're just away for the title race this other team is not far as well this other team doesn't have me I add me to that maybe we are a serious contender
2: well Greg Stewart most disappointing player <laughs> I'm not angry I'm just disappointed now we're getting into the... <laughs> we're going to take a wee break. Right, I Craig, think. I just pulled up my hand to stop and Craig high five there. I wonder why you wanted to... I just should have green with you there. Yeah, I'm not going to it, Craig. Then we move on to Worst Signing uh, This is always going to be Great fun Because um, there's some Absolute fucking Jobbers in this list uh, We'll start with uh, The nominees are Josh Heaton Of St Mirren <laughs> uh, David Vanacek Of Heart of Midlothian Eros Grejda Of Rangers And Joel pal Martin Woods Of Dundee <laughs> um,
4: We'll start yourself, Craig Cairns Who is the Worst Signing I would not be surprised if there was people listening to this that had no fucking idea who Josh Heaton is and thought that you maybe just made him up. And a Hollywood character. He was a <laughs> he was a player, a central defender, I think, which uh, someone paid some money for. Seven, uh, seven 75 figures. k. Um, you said seven. Thank you for fucking. Seven <laughs> out <there with> <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he, I can't remember if he did end up making an appearance in the end. I think but, he played in the Betfred Cup. Right, okay. But he, he barely even made it near the first-team squad. Um,
2: what, what makes him worse than some other
4: jobbers that uh, St Mirren brought
2: in? He played in line for him. Right. That's Seven figures. Because Cole <laughs> Kick, Pequa, uh,
1: was rubbish as well. And you could maybe say he'd done more damage because he played in like six games or something in the league. Terrible in all of them. Um, but he was quickly bombed out. He was on a two-year deal, which makes it bad. But I think Heaton is also signed to a three-year deal. They can't even get rid of him. Well, he, went, he went back down to the conference alone, or was it even the conference north, and he uh, was on the bench for Kyroman, so... Yeah, they're, they're in the
3: they one below the conference, I think. I will. Um, <laughs> they, Fuck all, knows why they paid money for him. They got that windfall from, from John McGinn. Um, I, think it, I think it will come to a million pounds in total or something pushing that, but then to be... To have that money Coming into the club And then to spunk it All away on that and On the wages And you're like It reminds me of when uh, Hibs sold their golden generation And started signing Like Alan O'Brien For £600 I was about
4: to ask Can you think of a worse Transfer window Uh, Falkirk's (laughs) <laughs> fair enough to be fair play. I think, I think, I think, I think, the same transfer
2: was. I, 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 Dundee, twice this season. In years to come, I meanwhile, well, you can say St. Mirren's ultimately wasn't catastrophic because Kearney came in, And changed yeah. things about. It. There was a lot of moving and shaking. Falkirk, though, were so handicapped by that transfer under the start of the season that uh, even turning over the entire squad wasn't good enough. Even McKinnon coming in in September was yeah. <laughs> <literally, yeah. laughs> Hartley hardly, <laughs> hardly a, a, a three league games. Fairly advantage. competent manager as well. So, I uh, So sorry. So so, so Josh Sheaton, um, Fowler, who's who's your? Uh, worst uh, Josh
1: Sheaton's my pick. I think it's
2: yeah. Like uh, Craig
1: said, I think he, I think he maybe only. I think he was third place in our fan vote, but right. I think that is purely down to the fact that people don't know who he is. <laughs> but submitting pay money for a guy, he's on a three year deal. He's so rubbish that he's so rubbish that the coaches. And wanted to get rid of him, as so as Stubbs was gone, and the boards were like, "We can't because it costs money."
0: <laughs> I've
2: got a, I've got a friend who's uh, in my work who's a St Mirren fan. We were, we, we we talk a lot. He's a good, he's a proper football man, and we, we we talk a lot about about the game. And we say, "Is, is Alan Stubbs uh, St Mirren's worst ever manager?" And he says, "No, because he wasn't there long enough to do any significant damage to the team." He thinks St Mirren's worst manager is
4: Alex Ray I can tell you what, there's a, it's a good shout because um, I mean I think Stubbs wasn't there a long time, yeah, but he he completely ripped. A league winning team apart. And it with if you if you compare, see when, when Livingston came up, right?
2: Livingston had everyone was like, "My God, this is this is amazing." A team like Livingston getting up into the, the top flight, and then St Mirren, it must have been within about a week, a fortnight of them getting promoted. You're sort of like, "Oh my God, we're really really going to struggle." When Cammy Smith, who'd been one of the best players in the mm-hmm. in the championship, was allowed to to leave to join Dundee United, are you thinking, "Oh, stubsy." Are you, are you up to? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Craig, you were signing the father from Craig uh, Anderson, so he yeah, no, was signing pointless to, to name any
3: of us um, I think I, just to be different I'll go for Eros Gresda because they paid two million quid for him um, and he's awful and he, he is on a four it's a four year yeah. deal as well and the only time I've seen him look remotely competent this season was when he played uh, left wing against Callum Patterson
4: um, for Albania against Scotland <laughs> or a uh, uh, Motherwell defence that conceded seven goals he was quite good in that game yeah and but he, he just, it just it was one of those players
3: that was like they went and they played against Osijek in the Europa League and then I think they signed ba- I think that I think this the right. they sent Barisic off the back of that yes but Gresha hadn't played no but Barisic, injured. Barisic then said oh this guy's amazing narrator <laughs> he was not <laughs> That extremely um, Ron Howard voice. <laughs> uh, he was yeah, just, just a, a winger that can't go past people and doesn't have a good touch and lumbers about and was nowhere to be seen at the end of the season. Um, so the fact that he kind of was very quickly replaced by Glenn Middleton, a teenager who had basically never played a game in his life, <laughs> suggests that when you spend two million on someone, that's not the best use of money. Now you could argue relatively, submitting spending seventy five grand a, is it? I what, mean, it's not any different. Um, and I might have picked Heaton had you not, but I thought just for a bit of variety, yeah. we we do need to talk about. I was just
2: going to say we really, really do. Can we talk about David Vanacek? Because
1: David, David Vanacek, Martin Woods, David got the uh, fans' vote quite <laughs> quite overwhelmingly. I think he's the most spectacular story because he was talked up for those few months and then he came and he has been spectacularly rubbish.
2: What was it, right? So you tell me that the expectations versus reality. What, what, sort, of, what sort of player were you expecting Hearts to have I
1: was expecting Kyle Robert Lafferty. Robert Lewandowski. <laughs> I was expecting Kyle, <laughs> expecting Kyle Lafferty part two. Right. Sort of
2: big, nimble striker yeah. who can Aye, a big, do a bit of
1: everything. A big striker, quite spindly, you know, quite thin. Uh, Extremities and body uh, But could, but yeah. as a shoot for strikers, Looks to score goals You
4: were expecting his shoulders To be wider than his arse For a start
1: Yeah <laughs> uh, what, what Hearts received instead Was this lumbering Overweight Striker who I mean he Maybe he maybe can score goals He barely gets Close enough to the box To try Because his hold up play Is completely non-existent He just fouls Every defender That he tries to get in a into like a aerial challenge with he, he, just,
2: he did he did all right against Hawking Lake uh,
1: <laughs> against a, against a, a team of uh, joiners and <laughs> office workers and bar staff he was the he came on with about fifteen twenty minutes to go and he was easily the worst player in the park his touch was
2: absolutely rotten uh, he's got a, he's got another year in his contract yes years,
1: year. thankfully it was only an eighteen month deal uh, was it wasn't quite of Mallory and Martin proportions
3: I, I am very puzzled by the fact that. He came from the Czech Republic, right? Yeah. The Czech league is a summer league, a winter league, the same as ours. Why the fuck is anyone out of contract in January?
1: Yeah, it's also weird that he had like two months off December, ago. I think his contract December. was up
4: in December But we weren't allowed to bring him in until January well, why? But why? still, that's weird why? <laughs> why? But the Wait, season, their season finished at the start of November Well so. weirdly, no, no. the season doesn't finish doesn't the, it se-
3: the season is the same same structure as it That's what I mean, if you think them him from Norway And he came in ah, he came how, overweight many, how many players in Scotland Contracts expire half through the season? It has happened a couple of times James For- James Forrest
1: probably would have left Celtic If his contract didn't expire in Uh, December Is it it
0: in his age After
1: After After Diala left And Rodgers came in And then he played well Under Rodgers And got a new deal And a lot of Celtic fans Weren't happy about it at the time Because he'd only played A couple of games And they thought Forrest He does this all the time He has these wee fleeting moments And then obviously Rodgers improved him Greg Kilty as well he was. It happens more with young players. Yeah, maybe
4: that, would that not be? Would that be determined on what you sign when you actually renew your contract? Whether you're actually signing the three years from that date, or whether you're just, uh, you know what I mean, to the end of the season, then another two years. Would it, it, would it depend it on things like just, that? He maybe just asked for it. He maybe just fancied two summer holidays. I, I was <laughs> going to say because
3: then I, I wonder how much of that the fact that it was a pre-season play, a pre-contract played into it, and he's kind of went like down, not you know, players sometimes down tools when they sign a. He um, was definitely
1: like seeing them in. The, i watched videos of him on Wisecout, i watched videos of him on YouTube, and then seeing
2: him play for hearts, definitely bigger. Definitely. What about Martin Woods, Gary Cocker's mate? Joe Credson's mate as well. Well, yeah, of course, uh, big fan of the show, uh, Martin Woods. Why Why was he uh, considered for the worst signing in the world? Well, it was too... That we, I thought we kind of needed to have a Dundee player
1: in there, side. so much shite and got relegated. Uh, but Martin Woods probably done the most damage, because not only was he poor... Uh, but he was like one of the first names of the team sheet under Jim McIntyre, and was a significant reason why they were relegated because he's not good enough for the top flight of Scottish football. Jim McIntyre uh, apparently fathered them in secret. There's uh, there's there was a joke. The age,
3: definitely to make that. Mm, yeah. like, uh, I don't <laughs> no, know. I, don't
0: right,
4: know, man, I think he could be at least fourteen years older yeah. than him. The game where they lost to Celtic when Neil Lennon ran down the touchline. Um, Martin Woods Was at fault three for About three times For that goal Yeah uh, It was he, spectacular They gave the ball away His shot At the end Dundee had a counter attack And he He played a shot Where he, he should have been Trying to find a teammate Around him Then he uh, went back and, Gave the ball away I think he won it back again During the Celtics uh, uh, Counter attack to that And then gave it away again And then it was Who was it That put the cross in Was it Forrest He puts in the the slide tackle As kind of Forrest Skips a beat Before putting the cross in And then uh, Yeah so he's And I know Losing to Celtic In the last minute Is no um, embarrassment Or anything like that But Woods was at fault Three times for that goal And it kind of summed up His Dundee career Is he still there? No he's away Uh,
1: They do still have Dundee fans were uh, Kind of calling for Andrew Davies instead Because he And he I mean you can make A very good case For Andrew Davies Because he was injured And a bounce game Broke his foot before he Played a, a game A day after oh, yeah, was that, that, He
3: signed yeah, An injury prone defender Yeah
1: Then he came back uh, And broke his foot In another bounce game uh, And he is under contract For next season And will probably be On a decent wage So you can maybe say Long term Davis is worse But He Didn't have the chance To contribute this season than Woods
2: did Martin Woods needs to be Louder Angrier And have access To a time machine And whenever Martin Woods Isn't on screen All the other characters Should be asking Where's Martin Woods uh, <laughs> He'd be, my, he'd be my Worst shout Or that guy that, that Aberdeen Binned off after Six months But I say Josh Eaton You are the Worst signing Of the season Pfft. Now This <laughs> is the Discovery of the Year award As a caveat Tip because You have That the player Has to be 21 or under and had not played 15 times in the top flight Prior to this summer And the rules have changed like Year on year <laughs> Yeah <laughs> it's 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 I, think we're, I think we've uh, settled into it now It was the year <laughs> Where like Ryan Gold
1: was in We were actually <laughs> <to>, like <laughs> Change him <a minute>. And <laughs> Andy <laughs> Robertson yeah,
2: and I Just to yeah. give it to him Just change
1: all the Because it, it. Be like, uh, it had to be like Couldn't have played 15 times And Andy Robertson Had played about <laughs> 30 times God, For God Queen's I, Park it was like That's
2: not really the spirit In though, the top flight it? 15 times In the top flight In the top flight I hope he hope he wins The Champions League tonight Andy Robertson I hope he doesn't.
1: Well of course, you're a big, uh, big Lily White, aren't you? Yes, I'm actually. I'm not in London right now, but why, why not Madrid? Uh, well, no, I'd I quite like to watch it with loads of just Spurs fans as opposed to. Uh, right, that sounds like
2: absolute hell on earth. <laughs> uh, but they discover the discovery uh, of the year, the nominations are David Turnbull, at Motherwell, Let's see where this is going. <laughs> Chewy Louis Ferguson at Aberdeen, Ryan Porteous at Hibernian, and Connor McLennan also at Aberdeen. Is so I going to step in? Is it, is it David Turnbull's oh, award again? definitely David <laughs> Turnbull's <laughs> award. 15 goals. 15 goals since the And apparently, there's only two other players that have done that since 2000. Barry Jackson yeah. I
1: mean, and Stuart Arniss. And
2: Rudy Scatchell. <laughs> <Skancho. laughs> yeah, Rudy Scatchell,
4: <laughs> <laughs> attacking winger. <laughs> if do you have played them, do you have anything to add about uh, David Turnbull? Not not about David Turnbull No I want to talk about He's going to be get my vote obviously I think we've what covered do think about, What do you
2: think about uh, The links between him And Celtic Celtic tried to buy him For like a bag of balls
4: and Sounds like Celtic Are going down Exactly the same route As they did with John McGinn ah, worked out <laughs> Just well for pay them. the money and the whole, uh, Get uh, the player
1: I hope I still sign him <laughs>
2: <laughs> how, how far do you, What is At the moment what would be the best move for? if Presumably, he's leaving Motherwell. What would be the best uh, best move for David Turnbull? on, <laughs>
1: um, I would like to see him stay with one more season. I think when you have when you have such a, a good initial breakthrough, I don't think you should interrupt that momentum. I think you should prove to yourself more than anything that you're not just a flash in the pan. And if he does it another season, yeah. If he does it another season with Motherwell, then I think he shows he's definitely a really good player for this level. And then at that point, if he does that, yeah, fair enough, maybe Celtic want to take him then because he's got a bit more kind of credit in the bank just in terms of his reputation in Scottish football and would be expected to start for Celtic. Because he goes now, my, my fear is that Celtic don't play him them. Lewis old, Morgan, he gets loaned out to some... Because it's kind of... The old firm always get accused of ruining players, young players, because they go there. And it does happen. It, there's no doubt about that. But at the same time, they also make a lot of young players better.
4: And also, it gets... Uh, uh, you don't know until... A player signed for one of these clubs. Whether they'll sink or swim or not, yeah. The whole talk about like playing in front of fifty thousand people, and you have you have to have your A game every week. You know what I mean? You can get away with it slipping around again, but it's not like a it's not like when you're playing at a mother well and you can turn in like fantastic performances every three or four weeks or something like that and get away with it. You're expected to up your game more often. I think I think, I think I remember watching
2: uh, being at Ibrox and watching Charlie Adam playing for Rangers, and this is the period where Charlie had broken of the team. Obviously, had a bit of talent, but but he was always The fans always Called call, call, call him out But there was one He tried to play a pass The Rangers were in The, the counter attack And he tried to play a pass And he completely fluffed it And the move broke down And see When you're in a big stadium Like that In front of like 50,000 people The noise Like the The crowd the, the, oh, But that's Multiply that To 50,000 That's a difficult thing And to, then that uh, plays on your mind The next time You're yeah, in that position. Yeah, so a, yeah. a, I'm, I'm back It can yeah, make,
1: exactly. make or break you uh, I think a good example Of saying like The old from can make players Where is it I don't think we ever would have saw Stuart Armstrong be as good as Stuart Armstrong was if he'd continued playing for Dundee United and maybe moved to, you know, Aberdeen or something. Yeah, he'd struggled initially, and Ryan Christie, as I mentioned earlier, is another example. But he reached a level that he wouldn't have been able to reach because if you're playing, if you're playing at that, it is a higher level. It's the same league, but it's a higher level because you're playing against better players in training every single day. Mm-hmm. You, you have higher standards. It does make you a better footballer if you can swim. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I think they sign players who aren't ready. Uh, Jake Hastie might be a good example of that. And then their confidence just gets ruined because they don't play. And their career momentum is fucked. And then they spend their days
2: jobbing for Kilmarnock. How many times we use the word or jobbing, or jobber in this uh, podcast? We should have had like a ding. <laughs> uh, a wee counter. In fact, if uh, anyone's listening and wants to compile this, uh, please, please let us know. Is there anything to be said
4: about Ferguson, yes. or McLennan? Can I talk about Ferguson? No, you can't, no. <laughs> Briefly Just briefly touching him uh, Aberdeen at the start of the season Had uh, midfield to rebuild They brought in a couple of More experienced sign-ins And Lewis Ferguson And Lewis Ferguson I don't think was expected to be A guy that was starting every week But not only has he done that He's one of the first teams One of the first names on the team sheet One Sorry. of the first teams in the name yeah. sheet <laughs> <laughs> And uh, he, he's just been fantastic Right from the start When he scored that overhead kick Against Burnley and kind of announced himself as an Aberdeen player. He's yeah, like I say, he's in a a fairly uninspiring season for for Aberdeen. I mean, they've 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 they've, they've reached this baseline level, which kind of Dent McInnes has instilled in them. There, they haven't had they haven't kind of gone beyond that this season. But uh, despite that, I think Ferguson was well worthy of his young player of the nominee, uh, young player of the year nominee, uh, and uh, probably slightly unlucky not to win that actually. Fellow big high be like yourself, you got anything nice <laughs> to say about Ryan Portis?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: Ryan Portis is
2: a he tackled someone once. He's <laughs> a central defender. Uh, He's
1: a galoot. I think Hibs Hibster's gonna hate me for this. I think just at this. <laughs> I think at present I think Ryan Porteous is quite overrated by fans. I think I they I, I, someone it. I think they think he's the best defender at the club right now, and he's not. He's far too rash, and uh, in, in a lot of things he does, not just in terms of tackling, and his positioning as well, and um, like maybe overcommitting for balls that he shouldn't do. But I can see why they're excited about him because he is. Uh, I think he is a tremendous talent. I think he's got all the tools you want in a set and half. He can maybe be better with the ball, but that could come with age. And he's, uh, he's He's athletic. He's quick. He's big. Not afraid to get stuck in He can head the ball He will be a great player one day And I think he would have been More of a shout for this uh, This award Well two reasons One if David Turnbull had not been so good And two if he hadn't got injured In January And missed the rest of the season uh, That's not really talked about a lot uh, Neil Lennon's parting and gift to Hibbs Was to play Ryan Porteous Admit that he was injured When he played them. Ryan
2: Porteous suffered A recurrence of that injury And missed the rest of the season and had fans have should were told they were lucky to have never, them. Never, yes. never get, a, never better get a better manager than <laughs> <laughs> Never get anybody better than that. Yeah. Hey, Conor McLennan, should we maybe yeah,
3: mention him? I like the look of him because there's a lot of young players coming through in Scotland now that are fucking big. Like <laughs> you used to be where we were. Like, I know like, the, the Gordon tracking thing was obviously a bit, you know, the timing of them saying all that stuff about genetics and all that, but I think there was a little point in the sense that that generation of Scottish players that came through before. Were generally quite small Yeah because for example um, Like I
1: think when a Scottish young player Comes through They look more Jason Holt Than they do Callum Patterson Yeah they're, they're te- They tend to be
3: Wee guys And Then we see We need more shaggers, you need more shaggers. We need more Scott McKenna's And more uh, Conor McLennan's These boys are Because I do think I mean You don't want to turn it into kind of A game of being just an athlete And I actually have shown That some of their young boys Are, are quite small And they, they're obviously Quite good at football But uh, If you've got a big guy That can play That's better than a wee guy That can play Because Yeah Especially up here It's a physical game And McLennan He's big He's strong He's direct And he he is good with the ball And so I think With with McInnes With both him and McKenna He's brought them into the team Not Kind of through luck Like I don't think he Really cares about developing These young players But I think in all three cases In fact we include Ferguson as well He's kind of had his hand forced A wee bit Then the players came in And done well and he's kept with him in the team, and I think McLennan will be a big part. you never know with McInnes because he could just bomb him out, and he could be the next Scott Wright or something. But he looks like he's got more about him, and you expect him to be starting next season, um, assuming Mackay Stephen leaves, especially. So now
2: a good big player, but he's he's not in the same. Paul is Turnbull No oh, congratulations to Turnbull That's his fourth third. third Beg your pardon I'm arithmetic wonky uh, Congratulations mm-hmm. to David Turnbull That's your third award of the, the season The uh, Discovery of the Year Now we're going to have a bit of fun uh, We're going to rate the heartthrobs This is the Stuart Armstrong Award for Most Handsome Now Fowler your cousin uh, Yeah uh, What's his name? Our name is Bethany Right Bethany helped
1: us There was actually There was actually six People that helped us
2: And some of these Some of these responses Were actually very funny Uh, Shout out out to
1: um, uh, Michelle Kerr as well She helped Did she? She will be listening Did she? Yeah
2: Hi Michelle Yeah, good looking when we met her when uh, she was running uh, her sister uh, <laughs> She'll be uh, fucking <laughs> Will she? Very good. Very good I can only
1: assume <laughs> <could>. <laughs> <sighs> can, 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 can I, I can't get anybody uh, I mean, because she loves the show So I can't imagine there be any kind of uh, Point in your life where one of your idols says you're good looking and you're like, oh no, I hate that <laughs> Idol? I'm right, I'm gonna say, I
3: am going think that's a bit strong for it uh, <laughs> He's people. on the fucking telly
2: Ah, even even so, man, even so. Uh, I mean, uh, who's, who's the political correspondent? Like Brian Taylor's on the telly, and he sweats and wears braces. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, some people might like life <laughs> <laughs> a Bloody good journalist, to be fair to him. Bloody good journalist. Good uh, good just get it <laughs> uh, He got the guy has got about twelve thousand followers. Yeah, never, never, never tweet, never, tweeted much, never yeah. a tweet. That's uh, fair play to him. <laughs> anyway, the Stuart Armstrong were for the most handsome. The nominees are Ryan Edwards at Heart of Midlothian. Uh, the midfielder who came out from the cold uh, Stephen O'Donnell at Kilmarnock the cake baker extraordinaire Max Lowe at Aberdeen and just check if I've written this down right Lewis Stevenson at Hibernian Kenny Miller stuff in the ballot box <laughs> um, um, okay uh, this? <laughs> this is, oh my goodness uh, this is the this is the first word I can feel I can shout you to my uh, nomination would be Stephen O'Donnell I think he's got a, a, just a I was particularly having watched him on a view from the terrace when he was uh, baking Empire Biscuits with Graham Pulas I think his uh, probably as attractive the f- I don't know he's almost handsome more, but his attractiveness comes on the uh, off the back of his personality as well and the fact he's a very good looking boy the pair of them go hand in hand together he's a bit of a dreamboat lovely eyes uh, doesn't take himself too floppy seriously hair. floppy hair and, and, and good cheekbones kind of looks a bit like uh, Kelly and Murphy K- nah, I was going to say Killian Sheridan no Killian Murphy um, who famously in
4: 28 Days Later and Batman Begins hey, Kate Cairns yeah he was um, much goofier than I expected on that uh, that was good that an endearing in an, endearing, an endearing, endearing way definitely way. this is what I was going to say um, I just didn't expect that from him but uh, yeah they can't all be Oliver Bazanich. and <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> actually really
2: funny. <laughs> at the we we reviewed the, the Terrace rap party uh, last Friday, and before they before we watched the episode, they ran like a, a, a highlights montage of all the the sort of best bits. Uh, there were everyone was laughing at the various bits. There was bits from the studio, bits from the VTs, and the bit where it cut to Gary Cocker and uh, Oliver Bozanich people in the crowd booed. <laughs> when they saw, when they saw Oliver Bozanich on the telly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Poor Ollie I've heard the uh, body Of Oliver of Bazarich On subsequent shows Has reached the heart Dressing <laughs>
2: Good. Good Hey listen Fair play to him For coming on But my goodness uh, And, and i tell you Massive fair play To Gary Cocker For uh, managing To try and Squeeze Something out of Those milkless udders um, <laughs> But he, he Just about He's just about Management No wonder the guy Works in uh, International diplomacy
4: For his job Fair play to him <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you Telfer I'm gonna go with uh, Stephen O'Donnell Dreamboat We've boat.
3: got Stephen O'Donnell
4: <laughs> so That's the only Right back I've ever had A killer I've
3: ever had A song for So <laughs> Might as well get it out While he's still here uh, You yeah. can the song here uh, <laughs> um, Yeah I'll, I'll pick uh, O'Donnell as well um, Just cause he won that penalty To be honest I, I've I'm completely partisan on this. So think he'll still be at Kamara. Nah, he won't yeah. be. He won't be. He's out of contract next year, so I think the club will cash in. Um, while they can. Possibly yeah. the. Uh, <laughs> I think I think given that he, I mean he's been he's he finished the season incredibly well, but he did have a little bit of uh, a dip in the middle of the year. I, I think he caught Scotland disease um, while he was away. Um, so. Hopefully Because I think A lot of players caught that To
1: be honest I you know, really cause know I've said this a couple of times Scott McKenna Is probably the only Young player of the year um What uh, Not wannabe What's the word I'm looking for Nominee Contender Contender right, okay. Whose chances of winning the award Or even getting a nomination Were severely hampered By the fact he played for Scotland Right yeah Because everybody just watched Him play for Scotland And they were He's shit <laughs> He's actually
3: playing in the league He's pretty good <laughs> so like, I've Literally everyone Andy Robertson looked shit. Every single player yep. that, that took to the park for Scotland Was just Howling um, So But you know So I think Kelly will cash in But yeah He's a, he's a, a very nice looking boy As well uh,
1: I'm going to give a shout I'm just Well oh, my vote doesn't really matter So I'm just going to vote for Max Lowe
0: Because
1: um, mm. I think he's very underrated I don't think um, There was a lot of calls For, for Max Lowe But he, he got a lot of love From uh, Racism That's why I do think that maybe has something to do with it. Um, there wasn't a whole lot. Oh, he's very handsome. There wasn't a whole lot of mixed, uh, presumably, as mixed race, or just out, like uh, out of black players that re- received a lot of nominations. And I do think there is something him. He's a very,
3: very
2: good-looking
3: boy. Aye. So it's um, interesting. The three, three fullbacks on this list. I wonder if that's at the area yeah. of the park where you like get smashed the least. that your face, your face is fully protected. You're not like a big. Robbie like made a fucking big.
4: Hole in your teeth. Have you seen Robbie Nielsen's nose? That's
3: true. It's not, it's not true for everyone. Could, uh, Ryan, Ryan Edwards, um, Captain Jack Sparrow lookalike, um, is probably. In, I, I don't. I as a heterosexual man, I probably am not best equipped to judge this. I've never found that Ryan Edwards Johnny Depp look particularly attractive. Uh, so. my, cu-
1: my cousin thought it was hot because he looks like a Game
2: of Thrones Dothraki.
3: Oh yeah.
2: yeah, Cal Drogo's a big handsome boy. You know what's of on
3: here? Yes, not.
4: Funny. Yeah, yeah. she even put uh, hot in capital letters. Yes,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can go through the rest as well. The, nom- the kind of Oh long God, he
2: does In That one there, he does look in kind of Dothraki in his party, tassel top. Uh, uh, who, who else are the nominees? So it uh, was. Lee, uh, so the long list:
1: Lee Miller, Shit Hair. Big okay. sexy know, in low, body, dude.
3: good-looking boy. Yeah, so. it's a
1: good-looking boy. I thought it was quite harsh. Uh, ben Grucio, White Bread Wonder not even entirely sure What that means I do not know what that meant either <laughs> Stephen O'Donnell is cute and sweet Max Lowe, Yes 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 In all capitals
4: mm-hmm.
1: uh, Peter Heron looks dumb <laughs> hey, uh, Heron. Is, this your,
4: is this your cousin? Because oh, your cousin's Definitely not racist
3: No uh, Heron, Heron's uh, I Peter Heron's do no, he
2: looks like Sort of like when people say Lewis Capaldi's good looking he sort of falls into. An uh, I, know. I think it's just
1: because he has a headband. In the hair, and the long hair. Yeah,
2: part
1: of it as well. Darren McGregor looks dumb too. Dude, Jack Hendry, serial killer. Uh. <laughs> uh, Stephen Mallon is kind of cute. Uh, Louis Stevenson, I'll have his babies. And Wes uh, in all caps, yes, boy. <laughs> well, uh, Al- Al- Ma- and the final one, Alan McGregor, no thanks, lol.
2: <laughs> <laughs> And I'm sure there's women in every nightclub in Glasgow City Centre Have all said the same thing about Alan, Alan McGregor The most disappointing team of the season uh, Hearts and Midlodian St Mirren
4: Hibernian Or Dundee Right, I was a wee bit I was taking issue And it's maybe going to sound like I'm being biased here But I was taking issue a little bit with Hearts being involved in this is disappointing? Is it disappointing from the outset of the season? Yeah. What did you expect? Well, there's a question right, second. What did you expect from Hearts at the start of the season? Because they those Sixth place. Uh, I would, I would have thought an improvement on last year. Sixth like, place, a cup final and a cup semi final. It's not great.
3: Can't get to a cup final if it's been a semi final. But. <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what? He's
0: got you there. He's got you
4: there. Hearts have fun. Hearts are fun. So two oh, semi finals and a final. So yeah, I mean, if you look at it as in. If you look at uh, from October. It's disappointing from yeah. October Yes Because from the position you're in You've got to qualify for Europe at least Whether that's winning one of the Cups Or uh, finishing high enough so,
2: so, up so, in the league Still on to your point I, I know it's a, a, a different division But of Air United And you can't answer this of Air United <laughs> had a disappointing season They got top four no, definitely not. You know, but, but
1: that—that's still above their station. Six is not above Hart's no. station. Maybe but get into the cup, stuff. cup runs and, yeah, and 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 that. and
4: then also there's the there's this, the injuries that you throw in there as well. I mean, have that disrupted it to yeah. an extent. Now Hart still should have been better after the turn of the year, even with all those injuries, but. That definitely hindered them So I, I think I was surprised when I saw The voting on this online Because Hearts were winning it By a couple of percentage points And I, I'm not even sure They should be in the four here Never mind winning this Oh they have to be in the four Nah uh, If you're talking about From where they were in October Who else Who else who was sure
3: else in the- well, see, I would say So I would say When the season started um, I took issue with this At the time I'm quite rightly As it turned out to be People were talking about Gerard coming into Rangers And how it was such a strong league With Celtic Rangers McKenzie's Aberdeen, mm-hmm. Neil Lennon's Hibbs. Neil Ketler, Lennon B- said he B- B- was B- B- going to win the
4: league. Remember, we had or putting a title challenge with Hibbs. So those were the five
3: teams that were almost considered close to being on a par. It's like this big five, and then Hearts finished sixth out of a big five. So that suggests. Mm. Yeah, that's my kind of, of thinking. About it. However, I was I am not going to. I don't know if we're, I'm just just completely playing fast and loose with the kind of processes that we've been following <laughs> here. I'm still going to pick Hibs, I think because oh, really? I think. I ex- it's the most disappointing I expected Hibs to push for second place this season So did Levin Yeah I think given how strong they were um, At the end of last season in particular, they got their, their shit together They managed to keep most of that team Scott Allen disappeared But most of the players that were there in the second half of last season Were there I genuinely expected them to do that And then they got down to eighth And okay um, Old uh, old Heke came in And managed to At least salvage I'm, a shit I'm going to I'm going to take an exception with you there. Um, McGinn and McGiock left. Right, sorry, I know. <laughs> I anyway, would say li- literally the best that's two, that's two players. Like, apart from that. <laughs> <laughs> why else, that, else? That's, left? that's what else why I wouldn't have be with
1: Because um, with Alan, McGiock and McGinn, Hibbs still only finished fourth. And they only finished one place off that. Despite that blow. I mean, you should be able to bring in other good players uh, and compete. So when Lennon was given that free pass by his pals... They're pundits By saying like oh, What was they supposed to do uh-huh. You know they sold McGinn and, and McGeoch And didn't give them All the money As if that ever happens At any team but say the Celtic and Rangers Where you, you sell a player For I, Sorry we're, Hearts was so Gordon For 9 million As if we they went out And spent like 3 million no. <laughs> On like 3 different players uh, But So considering how Much the team changed I think one drop off Is fine Despite the uproar They had uh, Sorry that kind of Upheaval they had Behind the scenes I take the point about Hearts. I, I do think it has been a disappointing season overall because I think there was expected to be
4: improvement in the league,
1: Yeah, I, I, it agree has, with that. I think what was it? Only two points more? Yeah. Or three no, I think
4: the, the league, the league uh, finish is definitely disappointing. There's no, there's no argument to be made there. Yeah, and it's been like for a couple of seasons now we've been expecting Hearts to have a better season than just finishing in the top six. Submitting, so you could say
1: probably finish a bit where maybe a few people aye, would have aye, picked them. I think with St Mirren, as we mentioned earlier, at the start of the season, even before the ball had been kicked, you'd expect St Mirren are really going to struggle. I here. think I think with St Mirren, I think a lot of people would have thought they would have at least finished above Hamilton. And so the Hamilton and Livy, I think would have so most reckon, people would have thought. I reckon that at the outset everybody
2: had Livy well, bottom. Aye, but then aye, when London got promoted you think they are going to finish bottom, but then the Alan Stubbs started putting the squad together, and you're like, "This is this is going to end in Bother I think Saint Mirren, from where they started, Saint have done very very well. And that's why you mean you can't say Saint Mirren have disappointed and then put Orin Kearney uh, nominating for most uh, overachieving manager. Okay, I've been not but man, is Dundee. Okay, why
0: Dundee?
1: Because I think they were expected to at least kick on from last year, where they were in a relegation fight, and at least improving that to the point where you would finish. Eighth, for example, but
4: comfortable at the very least. They have a top six budget, yeah, and they have done for years, and they never get in the top six. Well, they did one season, but they're two. But yeah. that was that was the season. That, great, was, that was
1: the season. Sure that was also the season without Hibs, Hearts, and Rangers. Yeah, was it not? I mean,
4: can I just reword that? I said that, but they had. I mean, obviously, you've got to bring those players to the club yeah. and make them better. So I don't want to make it like sound like yeah, that was a caveat or anything. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, Dundee have. Routinely budgeted To finish high up the league And routinely finish Low down it
3: The reason I didn't pick them Was because I I maybe didn't expect them To finish bottom But I thought they would struggle Because I think I said all along I didn't fancy McCann As a manager um, it just doesn't. It didn't seem like a manager, and then they were shit last season. So I didn't see why they were going to suddenly get better. Even though they, yes, the budget is much higher. So I think it was what I expected. I expected Hibs to come third this year, um, and and they were nowhere near it. Um, whereas I probably expected Dundee to come tenth, and they finished a couple of like probably less than like five or six points off tenth at the end of it.
2: So most disappointing team then. Uh, so Dundee's my pick. I went for Hibs. Yeah, I'm going to go for Dundee. Okay, well, Dundee's United's going. No, oh, I've done it wrong. Dundee, <laughs> sorry. Dundee United's staying down. Dundee are going to join them. Uh, now our final the award. Silver line is that Dundee can't win it again next season. <laughs> final award is the Best Signing Award. Um, and the four nominees are Vaclav Hadkley at St Mirren, Peter Haring at Hart and Midlothian, Lewis Ferguson at Aberdeen, and Rangers midfield dynamo Glenn Camara. Craig Anderson signing the season
3: uh, I will go for Plaggett I think even though I said I, even though I talked him down in the previous time as I, I think, so I was talking down his value previously about how much he changed oh. the team but in terms of the quality of him as a player he's a fucking good, good goalkeeper, goalkeeper. Um, so I will pick him and um, just, I just think he, he will, hes someone that I think the men have got him on a contract that extends beyond this season. So I expect he'll be there, now, be there yeah, next, be next year. There season. Or they'll, or they'll make good Get a bit money from for because he good goalkeepers at this level are, are, um, are priceless, especially when you have under contract. A lot of teams will bring in good goalkeepers on loan, um, as Kilmarnock did this year, mm-hmm. and, and then you're back at square one when they leave. But, so have a, con- a goalkeeper of that quality under contract. It reminds me of when Thomas Cherney was at Hamilton the first time around. And immediately you are going into a season where a very good goalkeeper, you're giving yourself such a great chance to mm-hmm. staying up. And so yeah, that's why I pick him.
4: I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Peter Haring. I have Yeah, it's just out of out of nowhere really. He was signed. I mean he was signed from the Austrian second tier, which is a little bit of a misnomer because he had a clause in his contract uh the team won promotion as well. And I think they'd only be No Did this. they not, not win promotion and that's how the, the release clause he had in his contract was that if they didn't get promoted All right, I thought that I thought came I into thought effect. Second. So I think he was a. I I'll need to look it up I, I I was under the impression that he was basically an Austrian first tier player, but he was playing with a second tier club and he had that clause in his contract. So so we got him in, but basically he was this unknown and he I mean he's he's become one of the best players in the league. And I don't I don't say that like hyperbolically. I mean a I different position than what he was signed. <laughs> a different position to what he was signed as well. And I just think um I think he would I think he would be a part of any squad or team in, in this league. I just think he I, I think I think he's that good. He um his his ability to win second balls is just it's like a second instinct um, and the, the the cup final there as well. He was he was off the pitch for fifteen seconds, and then Harris conceded the only goal He conceded from open play. And I'm pretty confident that if he had been on the pitch, um, when Celtic went on that attack, we would not have conceded that goal because it was around the area of the pitch that he was patrolling the whole game. Uh, yeah, I, I could go on and on about Haring, but I'm going to go with him.
1: Hmm, this is tough uh, because if I had to pick a midfielder, I'd rather have I'd rather have Haring and Ferguson. But I am going to go for Lewis Ferguson uh, because. He'll make them millions. Yeah, he will. And not only that, I think it's more of a gamble as well. So, Hearts pick up a, a guy for the Austrian second tier, give him a two year deal. Aberdeen, they got him on a freedom of contract, but because he's a young player, he'd still have to
3: pay money to and Aki. So, we don't know what they paid, but probably around about 200 grand for him. So I, think it, I think it came. I think I read something about it in either Hamilton or Aberdeen's accounts. And Hamilton probably don't have accounts, so it's probably Aberdeen, a <laughs> hundred and ninety grand or something. Yeah. Like that, sorry. So yeah. just about.
1: So that that is that's just a that little bit more outlay, and he is, And I say I'd rather have him, There's really not a lot between them. I both think they're terrific centre midfielders. So that just putting that extra gamble out with the money, puts him over the top, and he's younger as well. And potential, that He's got
4: more potential, definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: So we've got so Anderson's gone for Laddke, kieran uh, has mm-hmm. gone for Herring, you're going for Lewis Ferris,
3: well, the tiebreaker. It's, so it's taken to the second last award for uh, us. You, the you mentioned breaker.
2: Kamara, while well, you
3: look at it. Oh, up. yeah, yeah. Oh, come, uh, Kamara. Uh, good, a good play They brought him in in January, and, and he was a, he was a good signing. Um, he, he's a good player. It's,
1: the fact that he stands out because he's a Rangers player, and they signed him for 50 grand. So usually Rangers sign somebody, Rangers or Celtic, it's more impressive when you sign somebody and you pay a little bit of money for them, as opposed to getting them for free. Because you can get anybody decent for free, if they just let the contact run down. And obviously it's more impressive paying 50 grand for somebody than paying 5 million, for example. So I think Rangers fans see that and think it's just an incredible bit of business.
2: Oh, see, how does the tiebreaker work? Can I, do, do I pick here or do no, you No, no, uh, it goes
1: to the marks. And the Marks voted for Hladke.
2: Well,
3: well done, Hladke. Uh, like that's a vindication of, of me, to
2: be honest. 40% of the vote. Well done, and a vindication of Gus McPherson, technical director, with his uh, tentacles across. A strange uh, Eastern European contacts. Bizarre, you know, we were talking about that. Uh, considering he'd spent the last few years uh, pretty much in amateur and junior football, <laughs> he spent on time same boys for Queen's Park, to suddenly uh, cast, your, cast your eyes. Into Eastern
4: Europe. It looked like lengthen. desperation at the time in January. I mean, Dundee were signing all these kind of guys that had experience of this league or at least like proven themselves a little bit or shown potential in this league, where Sumerian went completely opposite. No, uh, 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 Pescu and, and Music and Cladke. And they got like,
2: thanking for it as well. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they got Even their fans were like, this looks ridiculous. Like, who uh, are these guys? But, then, but but you compare that to to business, Dundee, sometimes it's like, the, I don't think there is a right or wrong answer. And just no, bit it's just a cliche not. just to say, oh, you should be. Going for experience. Yeah, there you go, we're, say, we're, we're saying a guy who played something like four senior games, something like, daft like that before he signed for St. Mirror, and he's probably one of the top three goalkeepers in the division, I'm fair yeah. to say. Give or take, come on, give or take, don't put too much thought into it. Yeah, in yeah, for, yeah, If you extend it to the top 12, you'll be there.
3: Yeah. Oh, he's definitely the top <laughs> 12. That
2: was a, that was, yeah. <laughs> so I suppose that's it. Uh, that's we'll be doing the, the second part, I saw a sort of bonus one of the, the best moments of the season. No, i we'll just do that now. Oh, is that now no? I there's thought it we no for, for, for Patreon. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Alright, okay. joke's good It's a podcast It's, it's, it's a long podcast okay. Do you not remember the ones For like a couple
1: of years ago When we what used to we, we used to do the best moments At the end So we didn't do them Throughout the season So like two years in a row It was just We'd Big try to, try to remember the best moment, write them down, and then we'd like literally talk through about. No, so, uh, so this part of the podcast Will last one hour. The next part will last two hours. <laughs>
2: Three hour uh, podcast. So it's good. It's good that you've. Uh, I say, I'll say, you've. We uh, the terrace uh, the sort of database have been uh, the terrace podcast have kept a database of all the good moments over the course of the season. We've whittled it down to eight and we'll talk about them uh, one by one. First, we're going back to almost 12 months ago. I can not believe this is still counted kind as of, a season when um, I got on the list today. Where Lee Griffiths is accosted outside Celtic Park by a flat earther who asks Griffiths uh, if he's ever seen
4: Bendy water. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, this guy's YouTube channel, uh, Beyond the Imaginary Curve, it's called, it's something else. He... he Uploads lengthy videos, um, and he visits university campuses. He goes around Scottish university campuses. Presumably, uh, he just goes onto the campus
2: he's rather been invited. Goes onto the, the campus. Right.
4: Goes onto the campus. Now you think, you think, well, oh, that doesn't sound too bad. He's taking his flat Earth theory and he's he's going to a place where there's academics a and there's seat all of this learning. all this debate about um, science and all that that goes on. Uh, uh, whatever, whatever happens at universities, and um, but does he go find any academics? No. He just He Canvases, just, he just yeah. stops freshers And then like Tries to trip them up With all these Logical tricks About like uh, uh, Proving that they, Like they are water off. Yeah like things like that Like oh but But water always Finds its level Water always finds its level so yeah, can you grab it you stupid prick. And then it's like, <laughs> it's like First year art student doesn't have the answers, and then all of a sudden, no, that, that no,
1: proves that they still, still
3: have you know, no kind, explanation. You, know, you see, the horizon disappears over <laughs> a, a curve of you know? If you're in like a, a cup of water, it's fucking compared to the, the radius of the earth or the circumference <laughs> of the sphere. I was fascinating. Anyway, but I thought, uh, it felt like we Griffiths on this one because he, he just uh, it just, he wants just wants humored, He humoured the boy well, he did not he? did not um, you just kind of chatted along with him, just went along. It was just like that way. I don't know if you've ever had it. it maybe it happens at work more than other places because you're kind of stuck with a person and they come in and start talking to you and you just basically nod along until they fuck off. You're in it a car, kind of...
2: they're not. You can yeah. easily just like floor it in yeah. and drive away from them. It's a bit when the guy comes afterwards and says, I hope, ask me passed pass it on to you. I hope that'll kill the rest of your life.
4: <laughs> As if he's going to bring that uh, up.
3: Yeah, <laughs> a room full of footballers. Olivia <laughs> and Cham's next post-match interview. You think? oh
1: a misser you ever seen Bendy what
2: <laughs> okay. up next is police get involved after Rangers fans allegedly kick over a three year old <laughs> child sandcastle in Stonehaven all of us it's like right a brat are you so <laughs> uh, I mean. it's like completely
1: what first of all what's the crime what's the, guy? What's the crime being I, a dick <laughs>
4: Uh, my favourite line Wanted from destruction of property So there's a brilliant quote from it Where she says uh, I wish something had been done Maybe more policing amongst themselves Like not letting them back on the bus Until they've apologised Or help rebuild the sandcastle
0: <laughs> <laughs> How long's that going to
4: take?
1: <laughs> they build it back up again The wee boys like Daddy what's that? That looks like eyebrows.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, what what uh, why? Why
3: will they place him? Well, like I, like they searched the area. I mean, right? It's the behaviour of like a complete asshole. Let's, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's be absolutely clear on that. But sadly, in society, being an arsehole is not a crime. You have to actually do. And then what? what I mean is, it breach of the peace was a peace. Was it? Was a beach particularly peaceful? When that peacefulness was breached. <laughs> It's just by flying sand. <laughs> I, I question whether well, this actually happened. To be honest, it sounds like this sort. Because I, I mean, as much as as much as Rangers fans uh, and football fans in general on a bus can can behave like a bunch of pricks, I just find it very unlikely that they're going to go across Whee! the beach and kick a child's sandcastle. Yeah. Down. It just sounds. I know. Like they sort of think somebody would make up because it was probably, probably a like, Chelsea fan in disguise as well.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> <Take it. laughs>
2: Uh, My own uh, personal favourite moment of the season And I think this could be my my all-time (laughs) favourite Scottish football moment It's a match uh, from October between uh, Queen of the South and Air United Stephen Dobby is stepping up to to hit a penalty It would have been Queen of the South's fourth And just as he's about to take it A chubby, (laughs) balding fan runs on the pitch Ross him Sit there United goalkeeper Saves the penalty The big fan Puts both his arms In the air <laughs> And then falls over <laughs> And it's from Legendary Twitter user It's dark Who says The captions Entire highlights Of the air game And he's put it In a gif so it's just it's so majestic that this big chubby boy just running it's even he's running still even you see him running even that's funny uh, it's, 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 it's like it's a shuffle it.
1: run
4: isn't it Aye. and he does a proper face plant it's absolutely cool. <laughs> Graham says he trips over the line <laughs> the <laughs> the <laughs> <penalty>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: he
3: trips over the white line yeah. of the penalty box no, there's nothing there just, I mean we know from Duncan MacKay's reveals that there is no <laughs> actual physical line there it's just some dafty where
0: <laughs>
2: it needs to be push. seen it's, like, it's one thing sort of like talking about it and describing it it really really does Need to be seen. It's so funny. Just I wish you could see the guy's face, like burst as the glee as he puts his hands in there, (laughs) and then just sort of feet just shuffle. In Kiel and absolutely
1: <laughs> I think it's because uh, We're not voting yet But I think it, it
3: has to be said It's one of the greatest Scottish football moments Of all time I, I personally <laughs> wonder the, the referee I hope he was demoted Because he shouldn't have Allowed the penalty To be taken While there was a person On the park yeah. So that's that's the takeaway For me Well speaking <laughs> of referees
2: Craig let's say yeah, You defend your pal For this one here Barry <laughs> Cook Makes one of the worst Refereeing decisions In football history When he fails to award Partick Thistle A goal in the advice Of linesman who says that Chris Doolan's shot didn't hit the back of the net. This is truly uh, astonishing how that what? How on earth this goal the, the wasn't given. The best thing about this for me is that it's
3: in the same goal mouth that the really famous Les Morton One happens. Let's do The, the ball, Hands it to the goalie. The
1: like,
0: play on!
3: And it's <laughs> that it was way within, and, and there was a stage In the season Where Partick Thistle Could have been relegated On goal difference And it could have been That one goal That could have I, I think yeah, it was Because uh, against Morton It could have been That one goal That could have uh, sent them I mean I mean, it's not just That one goal That would have been Fucking of course, for the season But it would have been The ball is like it's, it's like such an obvious goal I, I do wonder and, and you can have these uh, I know from experience You're on a park sometimes I remember once Coming out after half time And giving an offside decision and then realising after I'd given the free kick that the play- the teams had switched ends and I'd basically given a centre-half offside for um, having the ball. And 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 I managed to like talk my way out of it and be like, oh, sorry, right, okay, just take the free kick, whatever. I to say it was a push or something. But, so you do have these moments in my life, but to do it at that level, oh, and, I just, and in that way, it's like surely between four officials in the stadium, one of them's like,
1: I've said this before, but... Um, especially because everybody <laughs> starts celebrating and little are despondent uh, and I've said this before there was only three officials because there's no fourth oh, yeah, of course, championship sorry. You're quite, right, um, the funniest thing about it for me is if you watch you watch it again and just watch the linesman because <laughs> it's when like so the ball goes at the back of it. It starts celebrating A Martin Defender turns around the disgust and boots the ball to play it's quite like a looping so it takes a while for it to go out so Python players are celebrating he just watched the lines and watching this ball go to play it goes out to play and he puts his flag on
0: <laughs> for <it>. a <laughs> throw
3: and that's what was given in the end that's what the <laughs> That,
2: that's shocking. Uh, the
3: only one that rang was the Atwell <laughs> one where he gave a goal where the ball
2: nowhere
3: near went. Oh, but it went like two yards wide. Is that what for? the ghost yeah. goal? It's
4: like oh, yeah, people use ghost goal wrongly a lot, and it annoys me. me. The
2: ghost goal was um, Luis Garcia against yeah. Chelsea yeah, for ball. Ball. Well, that's, that was No, that wait, was the one you're talking about, yeah, ghost goal, goal, isn't Because it because a a goal. It, goal. Cause it's given,
4: but it hasn't actually gone in. That's what I mean. Yeah, the one that Luis
2: Garcia yeah. won, uh, two thousand eight, two thousand five. Would that have yeah. been? Uh, that didn't. That was good. a lot closer, though. That was you kind know, of like right on the line. Uh, I think Chris Doolans was was quite emphatic. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Was the <laughs> that was shocking, but not as shocking as what we've got in number five. It was pretty much everything that surrounded the Betfred Cup semi-finals. Where at one point um, the SPFL <laughs> 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 the... No, you're not having food. i was you... Put that away. I told you, uh, <laughs> tweet. <laughs> it was when the SPFL, uh, in their wisdom, decided to to host the match between Hearts and Celtic and Rangers and Aberdeen on the same day in the same stadium, a couple of hours apart from one another. Absolutely, ridiculous. what the age will the SPFL thinking So it wasn't
1: just that; it was also the fact as well that Aberdeen made a massive stoush about when their game was going to get played, and uh, then it was later revealed that they what was it they had to give back tickets or something? Yeah. yeah. I the, oh, the, the yeah, sure. so they fought very hard. They made a point as well about fighting very hard for a fifty-fifty split. They'd fought for the gateway It changed the time that the fans could make it. Yeah. They'd fought very hard for a fifty-fifty split, and then they had to basically say, "We're giving tickets back because <laughs> we've
4: only sold about." And it 000. was <laughs> because they were the later game, and it was about the issue was about them getting back after the game. I think, think. That, I th- I think the issue
1: was that fans generally don't
4: care about the league cup until the final. Yeah, the semis, no, no. semi's never really get great crowds. That's definitely part of it. But there, there were there were fans talking about how uh, usually the issue is getting there on time or having. I was so that was excuse that loads of yeah, people yeah, game, I know, but I, I, was,
1: I think for a Scottish cup, it would have been a bigger crowd.
4: I was in oh, oh, sorry, Craig, no
3: you? no no no. the overall issue was that the whoever does the fixtures at the SPFL, whoever schedules the season, hasn't given any thought to the possibility that. Both semi finalists might be playing in the Europa League on a Thursday night, which meant neither semi final could take place on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Basically, that's what yeah. it came down to. And there was
4: midweek games after, so yeah, that kind so of stopped could, the Monday, Tuesday night yeah, or I mean,
3: I mean they, they don't want to have a game on a Monday night because yeah. if people are moaning about playing, like yeah, Alan Preston and others did about playing a, a game at five p.m. on a Sunday night or whenever it was. No, it was it was seven forty-five on a Sunday night. Grandson's then, crying. Yeah, my a Monday night's even worse than that. So I got an like,
1: argue with a few parents, but I was just like. Why did you just take them? Oh, you don't understand. You've not uh, got children.
3: I was like, my dad, nah, my dad would have I taken went, me. I <laughs> went to <went>, <laughs> games when I was that age. Like, and I mean, occasionally if it was if it was done, we would leave early. But I mean, I remember going to Celtic Park for a um, no, sorry, when I have in Hamden's Kelly played Celtic in a Scottish Cup semi final, nineteen ninety five, with my dad. And not only was the game an evening kickoff, but there was a massive floodlight failure so I probably didn't get home until midnight. And do you know what? So what? Yeah, I know. No. Uh, but anyway, to go back to the issue, and that wasn't foreseen. And then it's basically, I guess it would be like um, standing on the train tracks watching the train coming towards you, but you kinda get out of the way. Because by the time we they realised, they're like, well, we're obviously not going to fix the draw. Therefore, we hope it doesn't happen. It did happen. And then they're like, shit, what do we do here? <laughs> and...
4: They they thought they could. I think they would have got away with doing the two games at Hamden. I don't think it would have been as bad, nearly yeah. as bad as people. I no. actually wanted it to go ahead so that we could prove that it wouldn't be any worse than just having one game. Yeah. On the, I mean, it will be more busy. Uh, there'll be more stress on uh, public transport and all those kind of things. But uh, nothing that the city couldn't handle. I don't think. I was also annoyed as well because Hearts in the made Hamden since
1: the uh, League Cup. Um, final defeat by St Mirna so I wanted day I obviously didn't think The club were going to Then go to the day at the Scottish Cup But I was like Fuck I, a, I was looking forward to a day at hand that instead I'm just going down the road yeah. <laughs> Fucking Murrayfield I'm getting pumped uh, There was also as well Because when I mentioned Everything around this There was also the games themselves That had uh, first, Both games were pish But the first game had and there was trouble At both the games as well Which yeah, you, mean, yeah. you know what I
4: mean So you got trouble anyway Sorry to interrupt me
1: The uh, first game had Steve McLean fondling uh cross balls <laughs> for some reason and uh, the second game had, uh, which could have been in this list by itself, Omar Sadiq. Oh, uh, Omar Sadiq yeah, going uh, around yeah, Joe Lewis and instead of trying to put the ball in the back and uh, decided to dive. Yeah. <laughs> he was such a
2: bad player, wasn't he? Wasn't
1: he on the worst signing list? I know, he didn't get a lot of He didn't get many nominations. I think it was because it was just a loan deal and it was cancelled. I forgot about him. To be honest
2: (laughs) Uh, I'd like to change my not even voted, but I'd like to put (laughs) the (laughs) Mercedes. There you go. We've created a new word for you, Mercedes. Worst loan signing (laughs) of the of the season. Uh, Up next, uh, the Stranraer chairman gets sacked after fighting with the club mascot. Now Stranraer chairman Alex Connor. Was removed from his role after an investigation into an incident between him and Scooby Blue (laughs) Scooby Blue is a, a cartoon mascot based on Scooby Doo It's a big giant dog and he had a fight in the lounge before a match against Airdrie An eyewitness was reported saying It kicked off totally out of the blue Scooby was making a cup of tea when suddenly the chairman lunged at him and started wrestling with him Everybody was shocked, and the chairman started shouting for Scooby to go outside and do what he was supposed to do encourage the fans. Everyone who saw it was stunned and embarrassed. <laughs> so, we, I think we talked about this on the Patreon when it was just
1: Sean and I, we were done the, the best moments of the seasons list after Joel was paralysed. Uh, well, no sore one. That, that neck injury he had by stretching. Um, and we said that we, we recalled the tale. When one of the times we were on the train going through to oh, Uphall yeah. to record the show, the TV show, we uh, were recognised by the train conductor, who said he loved the show, blah blah blah. He was a, a Starrah fan, uh, and we were like, "Oh, Starrah!" So we we took the opportunity to ask him about the Scooby Blue incident, and he was saying that the reason for it was that the chairman didn't like the guy who was Scooby Blue because. In this guy's words, the guy who played, who played, played? Can you say played? Yeah, yeah, I suppose yeah, you yeah. played. The guy who played Scooby-Boo had a bit of a, a sketchy past kind of thing. And he didn't he didn't think he, he should have been at the club to begin with. And so he, he, didn't, he didn't like the guy. There was beef to begin with. Uh, and he did. He certainly didn't think, it wasn't more about the case that he thought he should have been outside. It was that he didn't think he should be in that room making tea. He thought it was like for players and players' wives and directors and stuff. He, he didn't think the masc- mascot should be in there. So he basically told him to get out. And he said no, and then that's where they had their argument. But the one fact we really wanted to know, and you'll know this already if you listen to that Patreon, is that we wanted to know whether he was wearing his mascot's
2: outfit at the time. Ah, that would have been. I, 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 I can imagine no, because I don't think a dog's got the paws to lift a spoon. And well, the
1: answer was yes. He was wearing yes. everything but the head. oh. <laughs>
3: It'd
2: be better if he just had to that pesky chairman. It'd he just wearing the head and nothing else. No, 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 actually, sorry, sorry. What I mean is, he had the head, but he's wearing his normal clothes. All oh, right, be, well, I just, that's why he got kicked out. of his and naked. The first <laughs> one, the could blue. costume one, that'd be that'd be horrible. Now, uh, I, this is this is absolutely astonishing. In at number seven, absolutely astonishing. This this would have actually probably won. Or could have won in another scene. This was when Partick Th- the Partick Thistle squad were kidnapped by the SAS, with one player rumoured to have started crying because he genuinely thought his life was in danger. This is Gary Caldwell's team building exercise when he had the the
4: team. One of his team building exercises. One of his quirky team building yeah. exercises.
2: Oh, oh, to be fair, the other one that was a speed dating. He mm-hmm. thought there was cliques in the yep. within the squad. So a speed dating, which uh-huh. I think that's uh, that's quite a, a decent idea. But then inside of the team uh, kidnapped by the SAS. Yeah,
4: <laughs> and then uh, Bryce from Tam Tamway apparently just ran away, <laughs> he just bolted as soon as he saw these folks because it was done out of the blue. They had been doing, they'd been as far as I'm aware they'd been doing some SAS training or something in the woods. But then there was one point where they thought they were all done and they were about to go home, <coughs> and then a, a group of the players were just spontaneously kidnapped by some guys and uh, I th- the rumour is that Bryson Tambway just shot himself and ran away I, so I, just, I, just I disappeared Storer out of that, the woods was it Miles
2: Storer that started crying Jack Storer Jack Storer. Who's, who Miles Storer allegedly but other uh, well, things so, was it was that Jack Storer's dad yes. got involved with a uh, Gary Caldwell parody <laughs> on <Twitter>? <laughs> <laughs> that is what it,
4: that,
2: that should have been in the uh, <laughs> some <laughs> scene, of <laughs> course as well like, the party that whatsapp group was like yep. Brian Kerr said I've got these you write down your names that who uh-huh. you want playing um,
4: pick your first 11 pick yeah. your first 11
2: Ray- Raymond
3: Domenech used to make his France team do it in public in the, the dressing room after every game like say who they thought was the worst player or something he, he was also in astrology also uh, he just used title cards pick his squads um, and things on, like on that. this like, I wonder from a like a, like a did he not um, win a world no he got the final yeah, he took them, he was the one in 2006. 2006, yeah. Right, yeah. I know, yeah. Yeah, um, but he was, I think in me still, no, no, he probably wasn't still the manager when they had that disaster in South Africa. He was the manager, right? I was. He yeah, was, I was. That, that and right, to be yeah.
1: fair, even that 2006 campaign was rubbish until Sudan yeah, just, just, just basically shit. went, fuck this. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, to come back to that, like, I wonder from a from a legal point of view how, um, whether there was any HR related issues with that um, particular piece of Team building exercise where you surely just kind of kidnap your players who might have to go and pick their kids up for school and all that stuff. Yeah. One of the things was Frightened like frightening them within like an fra- inch of their life. Yeah, I mean, I mean, even even just from a point of view of like if my work finishes at a particular time, I'm not having some prick coming and saying, you know, "Oh, come and hang about after your work for no extra money." Especially if it's Gary Caldwell. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just wild, like. Any manager that does this stuff As soon as you see a manager It used to be Martin Allen You see him on fucking Sky Sports News every year (laughs) Taking whatever bunch of jobbers they had out Go-karting You're like it's just desperation It's like you're too shit to do your job properly So you're going to resort to all these gimmicks How
2: do you do 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 that though? And finished Caldwell If there are not so much the SES stuff But the whole stuff about speed dating Mm -hmm. If the the squad haven't integrated one another How do you? uh, Speed uh,
4: dating Lee Clark took Um Kilmarnock uh, was it down to the beach for bacon rolls or something like that after they lost the first leg of the playoff to Falkirk and they won the, the second 4 0. I mean, they might have done that anyway, but sometimes these. I think they would have done that. clearly a, clear a better be, team in the first they leg. But goal 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 uh, uh, Sometimes these team building things can. I think team building is fine. I
3: just think doing it in an overt way is a problem. And I maybe didn't. I mean, because I'm thinking it was a players who leaked it, not him. I think like, there's a sign of when you start talking about this stuff, just do it. Behind closed doors, this is what I did to motivate my team. It doesn't need to go beyond that. But man, maybe it was a player. I know being unfair.
4: That it seems like it was a bit of a weird season for, uh, for, for Gary Caldwell. But there does seem to be quite a lot of people behind the scenes that speak very highly of him. Despite all these kind of weird on the surface things that we see there are a lot of people in the game that seem to be speaking highly of him so it'll be oh, interesting to, to it see it's going to be like the yeah. least popular manager who's taken over a team that were like
1: heading for relegation kept them up yeah and the fans still hate him yeah, no. so it will be interesting because he got rid of
2: the kind I mean I just suppose on one hand if you, it must be difficult imagine imagine Paul Heckingbottom would come into Hibernia and was like I want a new left back I don't like this guy in here at all what do you do? yeah get rid of him but that's the that's, that's that's, manager's that's, job That's, that's I Might as well Imagine you, uh, you you took over at Roma Let's just say you, uh, It was like five years ago You took over at Roma And you're like I don't want Francesco well, that, yeah, I that, think I, had
1: that would be Adam's a bit different to... That would be different But he's a genuine club legend and So Chris Dolan's not That's a good point actually yeah. I'd say he's
2: a legend Chris Dolan's a, a so,
1: I, so, you can maybe, so you can maybe player. say That's a part of the board as well Saying no he has to stay And you have to work it out with him So yeah no, That's a good point maybe Partick Thistle board need to share some of that blame as well for just allowing up to do it and because I mean people would say oh you can't have the board interfering and, a and that's your boss your boss says like can yeah. you please can you do yeah, this thing. one thing and keep this guy in the squad at least yeah. and football make moves it work the them.
2: thing is football moves on it's like Partick Thistle I mean players like Crystal and Kyrgioski as popular as that players come and go Partick Thistle will always remain you know it's you've it's just I, one Of those things, you know, the, there'll be other heroes that come. It's a div- you know, something had it been a successful season and uh, Partickers had done well, it wouldn't have Yeah, game. it wouldn't have been as good. Uh, if everything seems under control, you're
3: not going fast enough. That's what Gary Caldwell says to himself. That's good. That's ah, good. Now,
2: <laughs> uh, this, this is the one from the, the last few months. <laughs> Love this. Uh, <laughs> I'll put this in just for you. They really? Oh, what lies in? supporters <laughs> invaded the pitch. After Davis Keeler Dunn scored a late equal, sorry, a late penalty against Queen of the South at Palmerston, the Falkirk fans ran onto the pitch, celebrated the players, forcing the referee to add on significant uh, stoppage time. The stoppage time gives Queen of the South enough time to run up the park dive (laughs) to which Stephen Dobby scored and it's like we're talking about the partick that's all the Chris Doolans goal as if uh, those extra two points would have uh, got Falkirk into (gasps) 8th place into safety alas they drew on one relegated at the end of the season
4: yeah there were a lot of other how how hard is your cock right now (laughs) Um,
2: well you know something it's like I've said this before it's a Falkirk's relegation is magic, but it's it's uh, not as much fun since Dennis Muir have gone there. Muir had been in League One next season. I would be all guns blazing, um, but uh, I, they're not. So you can. It's basically like if you're laughing at someone else's misfortune whilst um, while something bad's happening to you at the same time. Not as much fun.
4: My yeah, like kids in
2: 2015. Uh, oh, God, that's good. 2014 years. 14, 14, <laughs> 14, season The Hibernian relatives at the relegation party. Yes. That's yeah. oh, brilliant. <laughs> that, is, that is the dictionary
4: definition of humorous. I don't yeah. think I stopped laughing after that relegation party. That was yeah. sensational. The <laughs>
1: photos on Kickback With everybody wearing the hats. <laughs> oh, that was
2: brilliant. I, that was, that was really funny.
3: Anyway, the, the, the picture vision. I, I think the, the boy who's like, Properly on the park, I think he doesn't get enough focus on him. Like, like there's a picture invasion in general, but there's one boy that's away on and like running a bit. Is he not grabbing round the yeah, and sort it, of like, it, like yeah. whispering in the ear and stuff? <laughs> It's just and Keep them, it cool. no, he doesn't do that much. Gone. I got sent off, and then was suspended for the final game of the season. No, no, against no, Ros County. I so, ah, oh, he wouldn't have played then. anyway. But it no, was, was a few
2: weeks before, Right. But, but he did miss. Ah, he was he was one of the few Folke players to have actually got a bit of credit for the end of last season. But he did miss a, 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 a crucial cool game. Matches. I mean, well, ov- all right. was some. F- I mean, obviously,
3: um, if we're being fully honest with ourselves, the extra time added on was the time that we spent with the pitch invasion, and it would have happened anyway. But we don't <laughs> want to focus on that. We'll no, 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 okay. no, no, no. Stephen Doby says it wouldn't have happened with the pitch evasion and his word is final.
2: Exactly. You <laughs> if we to score to... that many goals, you are allowed to say what you like. There are not many world-class players in Scotland, so when they speak, you listen do we have a winner then what has been the best moment of the season it's the boy it's the boy it. falling over at the ah, it, has, it, has,
0: it
2: has to be it has, it has to be and it's just something you can describe it but it's not good you need to you need to see it it starts gif just where you can look for eternity
4: the, this big lug keeling over on his arse it is so good it is so good yeah, as much as I'm a fan of a cartoon dog getting battered for making a cup of tea. <laughs> um, I, I mean, can you, can you describe it as a cartoon when it's not been drawn by someone? Yeah, I suppose,
3: yeah. Uh, an-
4: an- a furry. An- uh, anamorphic. Uh,
2: no, anapro- oh, anthropomorphic. 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 Thank you. Yeah,
4: anthropomorphic dog. Um, yeah, as funny as that is, yeah, tripping over a white line while Stephen doby's stepping up to take a penalty is pretty funny.
3: Yeah, I'm happy to go with that as well, actually. Just to say... <laughs> Classic Like Because it's Everything about it It's the fact that like, The pitch invasion During the penalty Is funny enough But then the fact that The keeper saves it And the boy fucking cheers And then, and then falls over <laughs> Falls over something That isn't there uh, To fall over it's, it's like I don't know if you've ever done it And you, you, you're right like, especially happens the When you're is, drunk You get spooked uh, you, you know you, you, you turn around And it's like a tree But you, you think it's a person And you're like What, what, was, his, what was his intention? What was he going to do? Stop the
2: penalty? <laughs> uh, what was What
3: did he we do? were 4-0 down. I think they were just uh, Pat
2: was absolutely reeking you it, recon- it at, <laughs> on, the, on the train down for your <laughs> to probably, yeah. if anyone knows who he is please get in touch with us we'd love to do a podcast with him about that probably do over four or five parts
4: I think he deserves a paddy power call to be honest oh god no, I a Ah, oh, that's
2: that's a that's a well know what to end on, Craig. Yeah, well done, Craig. Um, we're, we're really sorry about that. Can we edit that out, Craig? edit that out for a terrible way to end it. Uh, thank you very much for listening. It's been an absolute thrill ride. Um, but this, just because the, the SPFL season is finished here, don't think that's where it ends because the boys are going off to the Women's World Cup in France next week. And uh, if you check your Patreon, they'll be doing bonus podcasts every day from their travails. And if you think Sean's a big massive shagger in uh, Kirkcaldy, wait and see what happens when he gets onto the continent. Well,
1: to be fair, Sean.
2: <laughs> no, I probably should have gone. <laughs> Okay Well tell us uh, Tell us once we've uh, Tell us once we've stopped, uh, stopped recording But there's uh, <laughs> a, Like the Fowler's going You're going
4: for Craig's Craig I'm
2: going for the England game Yeah the big, Scotland England game And coming back yeah. Big deal this is going I like think Robert Borthwick's Popping out for a wee bit you, You're going to In fact everyone's, everyone's Going except me <laughs> You um, were invited, Craig So don't No 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 That wasn't I, I wouldn't have been able to I've pretty much spunked on the holidays anyway uh, On A View for the terrace. So I need to I need to keep some of them To actually uh, do something That isn't work Anyway that's Season enough. 2 <laughs> that's it uh, season two of A View from the Terrace that's, uh, 12 days left there's uh, Ed kind them used up already um, but no no thank you very much for listening uh, and remember please uh, patreon.com forward slash Terrace Podcast um, for as little as two Yankee dollars a month uh, you can get access to hours and hours of bonus content there's three tiers two dollars five dollars or seven dollars Um, and I'd recommend the $7 one I can't listen to myself nobody's given me the logging details (laughs) for it
0: but uh, I've
2: been assured I've been assured there's hours and hours of of, of great stuff in there so I just want to thank uh, thank everyone for listening thank you very much for sticking with us uh, this season thank you very much for everyone who has watched uh, A View from the Terrace that's been absolutely fantastic and uh, we will be back next season because it's going to be Scottish football never dies And neither will the terrace podcast So I want to say Craig Cairns Thank you very much Thank you Craig Craig Anderson Thank you very much Thanks Craig And Craig Fowler Thank thank you you. Excellent Thank you very much for listening And enjoy your football
0: Keep that (laughs) Sports Social Podcast Network